Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, uh, the movie match, the movie matchmaking, the movie matchmaking podcast. This is the first time I've done this version of the intro, and it's going eh, very well. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Uh, Could be worse. <laughs> uh, I'm John Campbell. For those of you who have not listened to the show, basically this is a show where I introduce people to movies uh, they haven't seen that I feel like they uh, should see that they would probably enjoy. Uh, some of them are legitimate cinema classics; others are obscure cult movies. I feel like need more attention. And uh, I'm very excited today. Well, we've got two guests. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, our expert witness for the uh, the episode, and that's Michael Lisman. That is true. That is me. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, the person being introduced to the movie, uh, we're very excited to welcome. Uh, this is your first time on the show. Have you been on a podcast at all, ever? Literally never. So first time on a podcast, we have Maggie Torres. That's me. All right. And uh, I'm sure you can see it in the title of the show that you're listening to right now, but we are watching Back to the Future today. Woo! Um, now, th- this is... <laughs> sometimes we watch movies where people are like, well, yeah, I, I can understand. I, I, this is one where I do have to legitimately ask the question, how have you not seen this? You know, it's weird that I haven't seen it. My aunt actually also had the same reaction when yeah. I was younger that, oh, yeah. we, that I hadn't seen it because mm-hmm. she loves Back to the Future. And she's like, have you not seen Back to the Future? And I was like, I don't know. My family just didn't really watch a lot of movies. Well, the, I, I will say so, that, that in know. some ways, even though this is fair, we've done a few episodes, so you're not the, our first guest. You're kind of one of the reasons the show exists. Yeah. <laughs> in knowing you, in the whole time I've known you, I, I'm constantly shocked at the films you have not seen. Yep. Um, listeners of the show will get to know you pretty well, because I think you're going to be on multiple episodes. Just so of many films. Yeah. I can't even keep track of all the films that you haven't seen. I know. I'm not I, even that bad, because I found out a friend yesterday, I had to explain to her who Paul Rudd was. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, you know, Ant-Man, nothing. Uh, oh, okay, Anchorman, nothing. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> ooh, well, that's weird. <laughs> it does seem to me like you have sort of like, you've caught up on movies or like like modern movies you seem to know better yeah. than perhaps some of the older some of the classics. I, that's kind of his fault. That's kind yeah. of Michael's yeah, I've, fault? I've yeah. pretty much been trying to. Like she had, when we were uh, first started dating, she hadn't seen Ghostbusters and I'm like, that, well, that, that just absolutely needs to change. That yeah. was literally one of the first things I knew about Maggie. <laughs> she has not <laughs> seen She hadn't seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I was just like, L- what are you doing, Lisbon? There was a, there was a uh, audible silence. Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know if that makes sense, audible silence, but it was... You, you, uh, palpable silence? Palpable that's, silence. That's yeah, what that's you were trying was, to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, palpable silence. Because the first time that was said, you we would have had you on for that, but, you, but Michael did show you Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he ha- he felt the need to rectify that immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. It's yeah. one of the greatest movies it's, ever made. It is one of my. It was. Films. I did enjoy it quite but, a bit. But the thing, like, if I was to list my favorite films, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Back to the Future would yeah. be on there for yeah. me as well. Uh, Michael, you've seen Back to the Future, of course. That's why you're our expert witness. Yes, yeah. uh, you've seen it. A few times? Uh, I have no idea how many times I've seen this film. I've only seen, like, the second and third one, like, a couple times. That's... But I've definitely seen the first one yeah. more than five times. Right, five yeah. We're, times. We're, yeah, obviously, okay. we're just looking at the first one on the show. And I think because, like, the it, sequels, it... you can sort of take or leave. Yeah. They're not bad. I like the third one. Uh, yeah, the, th- the third one's way better than the yeah. second one. Yeah, um, But, so, uh, I always like to ask people, what, what, do you, what do you know about Back to the Future? Uh, I know it has Michael J. Fox yes. and Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, my mom was actually in a show with Christopher hey, Lloyd. Hey, that's pretty good. Longworth cool. Theater in New Haven. Nice. That's awesome. Um, 
that's probably the only reason I know who Christopher Lloyd is. Okay. Um, not as not as a uh, Captain Krug from Star Trek Three. <laughs> no, nope. I didn't even know that, John. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh. um, and I think his mom gets a crush on him or something. Does mm-hmm. that happen in the movie? Uh, it might. I think that's that's probably the only. Oh, sorry. I thought I we were still that. talking about Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> so <laughs> Christopher Lloyd had a weird childhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird. So game. I think that's those are the, those are the things you those know. Those are that's, that's, that's ba- everything. They go to the past uh-huh. and then they have to get back to the future. They have the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Pro- one of the most iconic cinema cars, I would say. Yeah. Yep. It's the DeLorean from this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met a guy who was like, yeah, I saw a DeLorean and I was like, I don't know cars that well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like from back to the future. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And he just had to go home and like hold himself. For it, was, a few hours. <laughs> it was like, an we were introducing ourselves for the first day of class in my intro to acting class. Oh, and yeah. We had to like list five interesting facts about ourselves. And that was one of his was that he saw, saw a DeLorean? DeLorean. Yeah. Or that he was looking to buy one or something. That's more interesting. I but kind of, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, eventually I'd like to own a DeLorean. <laughs> sure. But cool. that doesn't mean I'm going to ever own one. They're kind of not a good car. Yeah. He like they're kind of a crappy car. looking at it though. Like he was like, I might buy I have actually. He dropped that class. It might have been because I didn't know. It might have been was. because he <laughs> had to spend all of his money on a DeLorean. But that also. Yeah. There aren't like, that many in the world, actually. Oh, really? It's a pretty rare car. Well, John DeLorean, who created it, ended up. Uh, John DeLorean. John DeLorean, <laughs> who made the DeLorean. That's true. Uh, he uh, uh, got in trouble with some cocaine and uh, ended up. The company kind of folded as a result of that. Oh. So there aren't a ton of DeLoreans running okay. here. It's not like a super rare car. The 80s. Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was the. 80s. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's also kind of a piece of crap car. Like, it doesn't run very well and it breaks down easily. People pretty much just buy it because of Back to the Future. Exactly. It actually, looks awesome. It does. It's it a looks cool really looking cool. car. For when, sure. when I was working at 7 Eleven, I definitely had somebody drive up in one and they definitely had a flex capacitor. In nice. It. Like, it was absolutely the car from, the Back, car to the from Back to the Future. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, so you know, we, we're dealing with time travel, obviously. I mean, that, mm-hmm. hence Back to the Future. Um, that's cool though. You don't you don't really know. But what are you hoping to see from it? And that's sort of so. This, that's what you know. What shenanigans. Do you, shenanigans. Well, that looking, will happen. I'm looking for shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what I'm looking for. Are you looking forward to life pre- uh, preservers being used as fashion? <laughs> oh no. My <laughs> <laughs> brain back to it was the '80s. It was the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's my least favorite. I know. I'm kind of excited decade. to talk to you about the uh, although to the be fashion f- of this because you're, you're, to be you're fair, sort of a person who most of the movie about. isn't doesn't take place in the '80s. That's so true. It'll be okay. That's true. Okay. Yeah, the That's vast majority of the film does not take place in the '80s. What what time period does it take? Place 50s. In? It's the '50s. Okay, yeah. great. So you've got that fashion. Be- yeah, better fashion in the yeah. '50s. I would. I would. The agree '80s with you, is yeah. just. Uh, you're gonna Horrid. see. You're yeah, definitely yeah. gonna see Michael J. Fox rocking some acid wash jeans. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> Those came back, which made me very angry. They shouldn't. They yeah. really shouldn't. It's no. a terrible look. But no. I worked at Forever Twenty One for seven months, and there was a lot of acid wash jeans <laughs> that were. Probably more spandex than denim. I thought we are got they, rid of those for a reason. Are they actually washed with acid? Why are they called that? It's the 
it's the process for oh, okay. It's, they don't actually. Look I'm like just them. imagining like a giant vat of acid that they're just dripping in <laughs> pants. That would just. <laughs> I mean, I you could essentially do that with like bleach because if you pour enough bleach on fabric, it will literally burn a hole in it. Oh, good to know. Which is why <laughs> that's what you, you're gonna do when you go home. When you yeah. wash with bleach, Ooh. there's a reason why you mix it with water. Otherwise, your clothing is fucked. Sweet, so, fantastic. Yeah. All right. We All don't. Right. We I'm, don't own look, bleach. So you well, I'm. I can, I can go buy some on the way home. So, <laughs> I have some Bill Nye esque uh, experiments to perform when I get home. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, Just keep the cat out of it. All I ask. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Oh boy! Great. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Uh, I think we're gonna go ahead then and take a look at the movie now. Uh, we're going to watch Back to the Future. Oh, I forgot to tell people when it came out, actually. I always uh, like to do that. I'll throw that in here. It came out July 3rd, 1985. Nice. Uh, the year my brother was born. My sorry. oldest brother. 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Uh, produced by Mr. Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to watch Back to the Future now. Uh, you at home, you're welcome to uh, watch it during, you know, pause the show, go and watch it if you, if you want to sort of watch it along with us. Oh, please do. Um, uh, but otherwise, you can just enjoy the uh, 30 to 40 seconds of uh, Huey Lewis songs that, uh, that are about to I was play. wondering which song you were going to yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back, and we're, we're going to talk about the movie. Fantastic. All right, Huzzah. We'll, we'll see you guys. So we're back. We've watched Back to the Future. We did do that. Uh, we're back from Back to the Future. Yeah, um, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you later about what um, uh, people who have listened to this podcast know. Donovan Eilert, uh, his suggestions for what the titles of these movies should have been. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go into that later, but that oh, kind of reminds me of it. Um, so we always start with. Uh, uh, Maggie, what just overall broad impressions of the movie? We'll get more into specifics, sort of go scene by scene a little bit more. But what's your just sort of raw, instant reaction to the movie, having just seen it? I liked it. Good. That is my. That's <laughs> that is generally my reaction to movies. It's either okay. I liked it, or that was fucking terrible. Okay. You know, got a re- regular Ebert over here. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Roger Ebert. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's oh, about okay. right. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Roger Ebert's uh, probably like the most famous and well-respected film critic oh. of all time. Yeah. Why would I know who a film critic is? I don't know. Uh, he's, he was on TV a if, lot. If you knew one, you would know him. That was that, that okay. would sort of be the yeah. thing. Like he was the guy. Your parents uh, probably know who. And he then is. he had, he also had you a, assume a lot about my parents. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, your mom would probably know who he is. I mean, they he he and Maybe. a guy named Gene Siskel had a had a network tv show where they reviewed movies on a weekly basis mm-hmm. so they it's were not inside the actor's studio she might not know it <laughs> she might i don't know probably I'll they were pretty famous like they, they did were the, very famous yeah, yeah you should ask her um, anyway we'll have an update later it was enjoyable and yeah. 
stressful all at the same yes, time. Yes, you mm. seem to be... You were quite invested in this, particularly yes, in the third act I, of this movie. I was really stressed out. <laughs> not enjoyable at all. I mean, you know that he's going to get well, back I to Well, the... of course I know that. <laughs> well, I, this is why I, I love people who have this... Who, who can get that invested in a movie. Because, I, yeah, there are things where... I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen the movie before, but even still, like, I know... You watch a movie, and generally, especially on a studio thing like this, you're like... Okay, yeah, everybody's probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still that you can you can get that invested in it is great. I think I have a certain level of investment with with films and stuff, but I don't think I quite can get to the level that you have. I don't I I am envious of that ability. Obviously, it's caused you much stress from <laughs> many many films and television shows. But, you know, even though you knew that he was going to get back to his time, you were still stressed out. And I, Freaking I, the fuck out! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's terrible. great. You are like the perfect audience member uh, for, for anything. Fi- yeah, because like as a, as as a screenwriter, that's all you want. That's why literally this is screenwriting one hundred and one is like setting something up and then putting a you know so you succeed on this, but then you have something else go wrong and this and this and you just keep putting walls in front of your main literally character. Literally mm-hmm. everything went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the end of this movie for sure. But let's back up uh, and, and talk about the start of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll sort of go through the film here. Uh, this movie opens with a um, bunch of clocks. Yeah, and then kind of a, almost like a Rube Goldberg device sort yeah. of thing. I just saw it as a disaster zone. <laughs> yeah. I was stressed out from the beginning <laughs> because I just kept seeing all these things turning on. Clearly, uh-huh. no one is there. Right. The coffee machine's going on. There's not even a coffee pot there. Right. So then it's just like sizzling water. He's like this like operating like can opener thing mm-hmm. that's just Dumping. dropping more dog food. That's just so unsanitary yes. that was my biggest problem <laughs> like it was so dangerous it was like you know a fire is going to start and or someone's just going to step in that dog food and get like gangrene or mm. i don't even know i don't even know how you get gangrene but that's how i think you need like an open wound right well, open wound plus um expired with, dog food i don't know oh, possibly. I guess that's okay. possible. But the thing yeah, is, yeah, is it possible. would be really easy to get open wound with how messy that place was that's also. fair yeah. that so. is yeah i mean we're so yeah, what we don't know is we're obviously in doc brown's mm-hmm. house slash lab yeah um i and, figured it had to do with him yeah and so with the doctor and then so the door well, opens not that doctor the, yeah no, different time not, traveler he's not he's different not, he's not the doctor. doctor yeah um he is, uh, the door opens, and, and we meet our, our protagonist of the film, Marty McFly, mm-hmm. as played by Michael J. Fox. Who is a fox. Yeah, Michael yeah, J. Fox. He looks so good. <laughs> He's really doing it for you in this movie? Yeah, no. I understand why his mom totally had the hots for him. <laughs> yeah, Michael J. Fox, at this point, he had, so he had been on a TV show called Family Ties. Mm-hmm. It was on a, a I've net- heard of that. It was on a network sitcom. Wow. And he had become... Shut up, Michael. <laughs> he had become, which should not be a surprise to you, uh, a heartthrob, especially among amongst young girls. I always knew he was a heartthrob. Mm-hmm. That was one of the few things I knew about him. Yeah, he, he was on was, Scrubs. But what, what, I really liked him on Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. he was great on there. But what what I love about Michael J. Fox is like he's uh, he's kind of a surprising heartthrob to me at least. I mean, like he's kind of a smaller guy, but he's, he has a very small frame. Yeah, he's tiny. He gives me hope. But he, <laughs> you're taller than Isn't him. It? That's true. I am. Yeah, by a significant but amount. But like just as narrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, he's got a cute face. That's true. It, yeah. That's the money maker right yeah. there. Right. And no, he's got pretty true. nice hair. Yeah. And, and that's it, really what you need. And for like film. He's, he's I don't know what face I didn't, and hair. I didn't get a really good look at his butt, so I don't really know. And this movie does not happened. does not choose to accentuate that particularly. I know, that's a which shame. is sad because yeah. he wears tight pants. Oh and yeah. You totally could yep. if they shot it right, which mm-hmm. <laughs> Which they didn't. Clearly Opportunity they didn't. missed. Yeah. Right? Well, nice. to, if Robert Zemeckis uh, is yeah. listening. Way to go, on, Zemeckis. But, yeah, come on, man. Screwed that up. Drop the ball. <laughs> 
But yeah, I think I think it's also just he's a nice Canadian boy too. Like you know, I don't, he's I mean, Canadian. He is. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a Canuck. He's getting better. Um, better and better. The he's a Canuck. Uh, but uh, a fact you know this list one right? That that Michael J. Fox, not the original Marty yes. McFly. Yeah. Uh, this uh, they wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was doing Family Ties in London. They spent a season of Family Ties shooting in London, and uh, so he was okay. unavailable. And uh, so they hired an actor named Eric Stoltz. Uh, and I'm getting a blank expression on Eric Stoltz was uh, an, an an actor of sort of a, a contemporary of Michael J. Fox's. I'm going to show you a picture of him. I know this story. I do not know who Eric Stoltz Eric is Stoltz. or what he looks like. Let's get a picture of him up here. Um, we're actually, we talk about another movie he was in on this very podcast called Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh. Uh, which I know you've seen. Yes. He's, yeah. the, he's the main actor in that. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Maggie, this is a picture of Eric Stoltz from the 1980s that would have been roughly... This time, I mean, they kind of look alike. He looks a little bit more manly. Mm-hmm. Can I see? I don't know if that's from the same. Oh yeah, if that's also yeah, he's got from more the 80s. Like a yeah, this would have been. Trend. This would have been at roughly the same yeah. time. Yeah, quality, yeah, but yeah. Like same, similar hair. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also in Pulp Fiction. He doesn't look like he could pass as a teenager, though. Hmm. He doesn't look like a teenager. Yeah, but that. does Biff really look like a teenager? <laughs> Biff is just a douchebag, and he looks like a douchebag, so it works. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, poor Tom Wilson. Uh, <laughs> he's such a nice guy in real life. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm uh, sure he's lovely. He, uh, but he is definitely typecast. Oh, yeah. oh. There's, there's got there's something else that I've seen him in that you didn't list, and that's where I have seen him. And I Tom don't Wilson? remember what yeah, it is. We can Gosh, look. Uh, but uh, what I was gonna say. So Eric Stoltz, they actually shot. This is the thing. So he was he was cast oh. as Marty McFly, and oh. they shot six weeks of this for six weeks. They shot. So they shot a considerable amount of this movie with him. As Marty McFly, and uh, it did not go well, from what I gather. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a clear idea of what was going on. I know his performance was um, very serious, from what I gather. I've seen there's been some footage of it released, and he seemed to be playing it quite serious, um, which doesn't really fit. I think the vibe that they were looking for with a Marty McFly. I mean, that sure certainly. Is drastically different from Christopher Lloyd's character. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> That'd and, be a and weird it, yeah, mixture from, of from performances. What, from, from stories I've heard as well, he was very method. He was making people call him Marty, um, except for Leah Thompson. Apparently, she could call him Eric. Uh, oh, um, oh, I wonder why that was. <laughs> but uh, see, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with method acting. I think uh, if you're not delivering a good performance, then mm-hmm. it's just obnoxious. Right. You know I mean? But if, if somebody needs to do something in order to get a good performance, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's different. That's fine. You know, but so apparently six weeks in, uh, Zemeckis calls Spielberg and says, I want you to take a look at what we've shot. Yeah. Uh, cause I don't know that this is working. Spielberg was like, you gotta let him go. <laughs> and he said like, as a producer of a movie, that's not good. Cause that costs a lot of money, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But, but he said like, this movie's not going to work if we keep this guy in here. Yeah. And, uh, and did so, not go well. Oh. And so they uh, they fired Eric Stoltz. I don't really know what what uh, how Eric Stoltz felt about that. He continued to work and stuff. Like I said, he would go on to be in uh, Pulp Fiction as well, uh, amongst other movies. Who is he in Pulp Fiction? He is was the, he one of the couple. The or? the drug. He's the uh, Vincent Vega's drug dealer that they bring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think that's more serious. That's better. Yeah, yeah. That I might, think he, I think he is more of a better. dramatic actor. Is is sort of the thing. Um, yeah. 
But uh, uh, so, and then they cast Michael J. Fox, who was still doing Family Ties, but they were back from London. So he would shoot Family Ties during the day and then shoot mm. Back to the Future all night. Awesome. Um, which he said he could have could have only done when he was in his twenties. Here, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he was just working around the clock. I don't he even know ev- if I could do did that. Did he ever get hooked on cocaine? Nope. Wow. No. <laughs> did he ever get hooked on caffeine? I'm sure he probably. Must have been. He, he must have to do to do that. I can't even imagine. That is like Ugh. some serious. I would need no. all all of the coffee. Right. You would literally die. I would die. I I wish I could do because that. You, yeah, I don't I, think I, you could handle I the amount of coffee that you would need. No, I don't think so. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean. Drop incredibly, dead. incredibly oh. intense. I would imagine, but yeah. uh, but this movie turned him into a megastar. So well, you know, yeah. it's worth it. I mean, it, it. went um, it went well. So. This yeah, this movie was a phenomenon when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, massive, massive hit. Uh, the the audiences in the summer of '85. Just yeah, this was the movie to see. Um, so uh, I think they made the right decision going with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, uh, it seems. Yeah. Like. yeah, it worked out for him. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also looks younger. Yeah. He looks. He looks like I said. I don't know. He's he's in like his early twenties here. Yeah. So, but he, yeah, he, he looks like a teenager. He's always had a boyish look. I mean, even now in his fifties, he still has kind of a boyish look to yeah, him. He's, yeah. He's he's got a baby face for the yeah, rest of his life. Right. So and be like eighty years old with wrinkles. I'm still gonna be like, I don't know. Maybe he's like. <laughs> yeah exactly even though i know he's gonna be like 80 yeah um but uh so so we meet marty he comes in uh and and uh we don't really know what the situation is uh, with with this lab or whatever but he he hooks up uh, a little gu- a little guitar to a giant so cute. amp uh and plays one chord which blows up the speaker and sends him flying he would down. have been deaf yeah oh yeah, yeah if not have. killed really yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's true it could have yeah. killed him um so we, we get a sort of an early and then that's the also the way that they they sort of keep marty's face out of the shots mm-hmm. up until the sort of reveal of him looking they up didn't want anyone sunglasses. to know that uh michael j fox is in this movie um, <laughs> it's sort of a surprise it's a very it wasn't in any of the it's trailers. interesting this is a steven spielberg produced movie it says at the beginning yeah. steven spielberg presents it feels very Spielbergian, I think. It does, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that including that, like you look at like Rage of the Lost Ark, he hides Indiana Jones' face for a good chunk of the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that there is something. It's interesting that this movie, it, the stakes, like the the movie, feels very intense in places. But if you think about what's happening, it's actually everything's pretty small. There's no like big set pieces necessarily. Yeah, everything's everything is very intimate and 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 character driven. Yet the movie presents itself as an epic, mm-hmm. uh, right down to the Alan Silvestri score and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so then we have uh, <laughs> we have Marty on the phone with Doc, who tells him maybe maybe don't try out that amp. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was too late. And then uh, all the clocks go off, say, say it's eight a.m. But mm. Doc, of course, has set them to twenty five minutes. It'd be twenty five minutes. Ah, uh, oh, Doc. Yeah, late. Uh, Which I will never understand. Then he's late for school. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, we get, and then he gets his fourth tardy in a row. Oh, yeah. man. But before we Those get that, we, we, right, on, right on that, right on I Gotta Get to School, mm. we, st- we hear the opening guitar riff of Huey Lewis on the news yeah. with the power of love. This was a, because this was a time in the, in, in the mid-80s there, you had to have a soundtrack tie-in. Mm-hmm. If you were making a big movie, so you better. So that get song was written for the for this movie. Oh wow, yeah. fantastic! Um, all the uh, all the Huey Lewis and the new songs are really yeah. Oh wow, um, back in time certainly is the, oh, the, well, the end I, credit song. I mean, I figured that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Power of Love was written for this movie, uh, and the soundtrack was a huge hit to this as well. Mm. Um, and so we get, and then we get Marty McFly skateboarding around the town. 
you know, like Latching teenagers and yeah. the eighties would do. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, I, I remember watching this movie, and, and when I was a kid, I Marty McFly was the coolest guy in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Watching, you know, because it's just like, look at this guy. He he's, he's just he does awesome. whatever he wants. Yeah. He pretty much does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then he does get to school where he um where he uh he we meet his girlfriend Jennifer. Uh, also hot. Yes, uh, season. She was played by Claudia Wells, plays Jennifer Parker, and then uh, yeah, she warns him. She tries to sneak him in, but Mister Strickland. Oh, Mister, that's a <laughs> that name is very on the nose. Yeah, it is a very on the nose. Name. He also just has a very severe look. Absolutely, that actor. yeah. Um, has he never had hair? <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Mister Strickland uh, gives him his fourth tardy. Which is bad news for Marty. Bad news bears. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a different movie. I also haven't seen that one. That does not surprise me. <laughs> so we we talked a bit about about your reaction to Michael J. Fox, the actor. But what what do you think of Marty McFly, the character, just in these in sort of how he's introduced? Um, the dude kept calling him a slacker, and I was like, I don't know. He's kind of got a part time job working mm-hmm. for a scientist. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the scientist spent. Which, Literally which is, his entire family's fortune and is kind of known as being a kind of a crack. Well, because pot, so Mr. Strickland I mean, says, are you still hanging out with that crazy yeah, Dr. Brown? crazy Dr. Brown. Yeah. But I don't know if that would make someone a slacker. Yeah. He seems to I have... I think slacker like someone who's going to sit at home all day right. playing video games. Yeah, which we do Whoever that is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine people doing that. No. No. Their That's, lives. That sounds crazy. No. Oh, you man. can't dedicate... Hours upon hours in Skyrim. What no. are you talking about? <laughs> no one ever has. No. Nobody's ever done it? No. Nope. Ever in the history of Thank life. Thank God. Because yeah. imagine how unproductive society would be. I know. If people did that. I mean, I can't imagine it because it's just I, it's, so it's unimaginable. Un- yeah, it, it's unimaginable. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, M- Marty seems to be, Marty seems to have other priorities than school is what I would say. He's not yeah. necessarily I a mean, slacker. I feel like that's pretty typical for a lot of teenagers. Yeah. I mean, school was never my priority, I don't think. Oh, no. Anyone, in high school, no. Yeah, I don't think anyone... <laughs> well, there, were, there was like a small population, mm-hmm. and very small population, especially in my friends, that actually gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Most of us did not. Right. I don't think we had any friends who really... Uh, no. No. Exce- like, like, like really went for it and excelled in school. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh-uh. It's not our friend I had, group. I had nope. quite a few very smart friends I mean, who are still... Like perfect in every way. And yeah, but we never had anybody like that. We had people who were, we, yeah. It was always like well, we were creative types, you know. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That so. was also the really annoying thing about my really smart friends. They were also immensely creative, oh, but God. also really smart. Wow. And really worst. good looking, and they're dating each other, and they're both gingers, and I love. Them. Oh, I, did, I love the. It, I didn't realize it. Yeah, it came down to specifically two people. Two people. Oh wow! I okay. love them to death. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. And they're just going to live in their perfect world together. I don't understand how perfect. <laughs> Well, How re- someone can be so perfect all well, the, the time. The rest they of are. us have to be out here. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're great. Uh, but yeah, those were like really the only people I knew who took school seriously. And they even then they weren't like, oh, sorry guys, I gotta go home and study. Like, right, right. We like still I could hung still out. hang out with them. Mm-hmm. They smoke weed all the time. It's fine, not all the time, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably not all the time if they're. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like they never did it. Yeah, sure. They're not like they, straight laced. Like no, they were yeah. not straight laced people either. They're just but different. Know, they just generation also can so. be good at school and have fun hanging out with friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. So Marty um, has a band in the movie. Oh yeah, which we yes. only see in one scene, but they're trying out for the. Which I love this whole thing too, where Strickland's like. I understand your bands trying out for the dance. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> this guy's... Seriously, he's like the 
worst principal ever. Yeah, he's an awful man. He's like, he's like, you'll never amount to anything, just like your dad. And it's like, wow, dude, you're supposed to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yep. Reminds this is me a of commentary. My uh, oh, it was like your your principal. Actually, yeah, my, yeah. My principal was kind of a fucktard. Really? Yeah. How so? Um, he used to run prisons. No, he oh. did not used to run prisons. What? Oh my god, what? no, a he was in the one? air force. Oh no, I, the person who designed your high yeah, school the designed, that designed the high school. That's uh, what designed prisons. That's right. That's uh, right. Okay. Which we all thought was very fitting. Yeah, sure. Did it seem like a prison? Um, actually, it was, a, it was like pretty open. Hmm? Yeah, it was pretty nice. Some prisons are very open. Michael, <laughs> when you're um, in the yard. Yeah, when you're, when you're in the yard. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely were limited on a lot of things uh only seniors could eat outside okay um weird yeah it was very strange <laughs> uh you could not leave campus to go get food we kind of um, just got to do pretty much whatever we want i mean like you had to show up to class obviously but right like yeah your really... your high school is a joke like what the hell <laughs> well i, I mean, don't remember there being a lot of like hard and fast rules though oh my god there we had been. so many rules we, we... we weren't allowed to decorate our graduation caps I don't remember anybody saying anything. No beach about balls at graduation. Yeah. We definitely had those. Well, yeah, but they weren't allowed. Yeah, they were frowned. It was frowned upon. But if nobody, you brought like, it, you weren't. You like they would just take you. Out oh, see, we didn't have that. Oh, okay. I mean, oh the no, thing. they like everything was so such an extreme punishment for doing any of this. Yeah, stuff. I'd say everybody was just kind of like, eh, knock it off. You know, yeah. like like nobody got that upset about stuff for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, my principal <laughs> had a pole stuck very far up his ass. So. <laughs> Uh, so the, we, we, we do see Marty audition, um, for the school dance. They're too loud. They're too loud, says Huey Lewis, uh, (laughs) of Huey Lewis in the news. And they're playing his song, The Power of Love, Mm -hmm. which was obvious. I mean, obviously this is a very fun idea for a cameo. Right. You're just, you're just too darn loud. He says they weren't that loud. They no, weren't that loud. They're playing like kind of a pop song. Out of, like, out of music in 1985, they really weren't that bad. Mm-mm. Also, it's no, like you in the news. They yeah. have like electric instruments and mm-hmm. a drum set. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard a drum set be quiet before? Right. Because yeah. if you have, it's because they stuffed it with pillows. Mm-hmm. That's is, what my brother would do. Yeah. Otherwise, my mom would kill him. Yeah. It is kind <laughs> and of all the rest of us. It is kind of like, what do they want? What what band are they looking for? Right. Yeah. It's and the like, sound. you look at all the other bands that are lined up, and they all look exactly like his band. I'm like, you yeah. realize that that's probably not going to sound much different. <laughs> they let him play about thirty seconds too. I know. Yeah. Like, that's it. Just no. let, let him finish a song. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so yeah, He's, Marty. He's too too much, and too then he was too long. much in the fifties too, which yeah. at least made more sense. Yeah, yeah, that that did make sense. Yeah. Um. So he well, then we see him. He goes home. Well, he and he and uh, I think first actually we see the save the clock tower. We, yes. We yeah. further establish he, he and Jennifer's relationship. There is so much exposition that you don't realize is exposition at the beginning of this it's movie. A, did you? Did you? Th- I realized that it was. You realized it was yeah. okay. okay. That we were gonna go. So it's not as subtle as like. I was thinking lightning it was. struck that tower however many years ago. They're trying yeah. to save the clocks. Yeah. The movie starts with clocks. It's not that hard. Right. To okay. It's just so then like all the all the stuff with his parents, like Mate. talking about this is how we met. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as they're like talking, oh, that's how we met. Oh, those. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to go important. back in time mm-hmm. and he's going to fuck up how they meet and then he's going to have to repair all of this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have Mayor Goldie Wilson as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That really? was great. I yeah. really that was like that. Mayor funny. Goldie Wilson. I like that the slogan was exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so we have the scene with him and Jennifer where we sort of further establish there. What's interesting is how much time they spend developing he and Jennifer's relationship. And then Jennifer is not in the, mo- not yeah. in the movie at all yeah. from yeah. then on. Because how could she be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's not born yet. But, I mean, that, that sort of gives 
I mean, that's one of Marty's um, motivations throughout the movie is he's got to get back to this girl who loves him. And that's that's the big thing she writes. Their fun weekend together. Yeah, they're going they're going camping. Yes, camping. I feel like. Yes, that would be a motivator, but also just it. the rest of your life, you know? Sure. Well, you yeah, know? Also, you're a hormone-driven teenage boy about to get some. I don't know. I feel like that's a really good motivator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not disagreeing. So. For, I mean, obviously, the having to live in the 50s when you're from the 80s is going to be Rough. Pain in a the challenge, ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's going to be like, um... <laughs> I would... Mm, I mean, you don't even have like a birth certificate or anything. Oh, I mean, you'd yeah, be for, fucked. It's not even so much the fifties; just any era he would get stuck in, where he has. Yeah, how could he get a job? How could he do anything? He doesn't exist technically. Yeah, he's not a thing yet. Well, I yeah. think Doc Brown could probably cook something up for That's him. That's true. But, yeah. Um, but so yeah, so we establish he and Jennifer, and we establish that he wants a a four by four, right? Uh, truck. Yes. Which is interesting that that's the thing he's drooling over. Right. Not yeah. like a sports car or something. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that is a little strange. I, I mean, it's, it's it, cool. Yeah. It's cool again. It is, know. yeah. But he he gets by on the skateboard pretty well. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, but you can't drive your girl around. Right, exactly. Oh, and he, want, he wants to... Uh, Put, he wants to sleep. Put some sleeping bags in the back of the truck when they go camping and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah, she, she, uh, so. <laughs> I knew you had to make it creepy. God damn it, Michael. Yep. That's the, what I like. Is, <laughs> they're dating. It's not creepy. They okay. don't. Well, they don't. It doesn't. It does. What's interesting is it doesn't no, play. How you as, said it is creepy. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it plays. It plays is really nice in the movie. Like yeah. it's not. It's not played as. Oh uh, yeah, no. a hormone driven guy looking to get some. No. Yeah. Um, he's definitely totally head over heels for her. Yeah, which is right. adorable. Yeah. yeah, and 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 seems like the feeling is mutual. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, as we've established, I mean, how could you not be? It's Michael J. Fox. Exactly. He's adorable. He is adorable. Um, so is then, she taller than him? I can't remember. They were roughly the same height. They it looked were like roughly to me. the same height. Mm-hmm. She might have been a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah, um, I but, think she's a little bit taller than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if I'm taller than him. Uh, I can I can look that up in a second. Uh, see how tall he is. But uh, so then we go home to the McFly home, mm-hmm. which is miserable, a travesty. Yeah, it's bad oh news God. there. God, how did he, how did he end up as cool as he is? Right, because his parents are terrible. His, his mom are just, is mom's just an alcoholic, drunk literally all the time because she's married to this like meek man who can't do anything. Yeah, because... George is uh, George McFly, as played by Crispin Glover. Is uh yeah very no beyond ha- not having a backbone he's just an incredibly weak willed man mm-hmm. yeah like I don't understand how she stayed with him for that long well, like it's one thing to have that initial like m- they didn't meeting. have to get married like right, they could have dated she, and broken up she could have like realized she could have realized pretty quick like no this guy doesn't really have a backbone and then so, and then, so yeah. she, she's turned hard to the bottle right yeah oh uh, so maybe that but it seems like she still loves him though you know what i mean it like she's very still... reminiscing about oh it was so sweet when we, we went to the dance and setting up all that stuff yeah she's when still... she, as she's describing uh that like it is this very nostalgic sort of like oh that moment but mm-hmm. then he doesn't seem to give it he's, like, he's He's, he's, he's not paying He's like attention. watching television. He's watching a, a he's rerun like, of The like, Honeymooners. Br- <laughs> and, and laughing uproariously. Oh, yeah. But we're also, before we get to that dinner scene, we are introduced to Biff. Oh, Biff. As played by Tom Wilson. Oh, Biff. Uh, Biff. And Biff, oh. Is, uh, Biff is still a bully. Oh, sure. Uh, well, we'll, we'll meet him in the past later. But here, he's, 
he's um, making George write all of his reports for the job that they work at together, where Biff is a supervisor and George is some kind of underling. Right. But he says, you know, he's easily, he's like, you got to give me time to get it typed up so it's not in your handwriting. You don't want me to get fired, do you, George? You know, and he's he's knocking on his head and stuff. And didn't did Biff total their car? Yes. Is that Biff? Yes. He totaled their car. He said, "You didn't tell me it had a blind spot." Yeah. Like every car. I definitely vocalized how annoyed I was at yeah, that, as he, I do with any movie I watch. he spilled his beer on himself. When you he, can't have an open fucking container Which means he was drunk, which is why he got in the... Yeah, right. And then yeah. he goes and grabs another beer on his way out. Yeah, from, from like, their house. He's like, this is all you got? I brought, I brought your car back, and th- th- you have this light beer? And I'm like... You are literally the worst human being ever. <laughs> he, I think and you don't know how to drive. Yeah. Biff and is. you don't know what a blind spot is. And he's is. refusing to let his insurance cover it. He's, he's oh, yeah. like, it's your he's car. Like, it's your car. Your insurance should cover it. It's like, well, that's not really how that works. Right. Yeah. No, this guy is a monster. <laughs> also, why the fuck was he borrowing that dude's car? Unknown. Like, he's a he supervisor. Probably, he probably, he probably are, makes more money. He probably money. just asked because uh, ma- you're wondering why he doesn't have his own car. No, yeah. I, I imagine he already totaled his car. Oh, well. Because I'm sure this is not the first time this he's been out drunk first, driving. That's no, true, yeah. Um, and, of course, so then Marty's disappointed because the car's wrecked and he can't take Jennifer up to the lake for the weekend. Yeah. Um, although he had been lying to them about taking Jennifer up and said he was going up with the with guys. The, with the guys, yeah. yeah. Who we don't really... I imagine that's his, his band. band? Yeah. Who aren't yeah. characters in the movie at no. all. They're no, just around him. We don't really there. see his friends. Right. We only see Jennifer, which is fine. You don't need to. Um, Who needs friends? I kind of want to see the movie about them. The, the, about know? Marty's band? Yeah. Like, what are they? They're like, the where's Marty? Spin-off where, movie. Where'd Marty go? For I feel one like day? they'd have to do a spin-off like series though about just his friends. Marty's a whole not even in series. It. A whole well, there are two more movies. We don't. Eh, we don't know if we see. That's true. Um, but uh, I honestly don't remember. No, we don't see okay. them in okay. the sequels. Um, th- in be the no- second one, it looks like they're going to the future, and I don't know what the fuck happens in the third one. Oh, well, we point. can talk about it a little bit later. Um, but. Uh, uh, oh, one of my favorite jokes in the scene is the uh, the cake. I guess we're going to have to finish this cake because Uncle Joey didn't make parole again. <laughs> again. Again. And there's something, it's Just like a bird flying, the, there's a frosting of, of, of a bird flying, flying out of free, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> jail cell. Oh my God. Congratulations, Uncle Joey. I'm getting <laughs> Mm, this irony tastes so great. Yeah, and then um, it did make me really want cake. Yeah, and now I really want. It, it. did oh, we'll pick it, some, we'll pick some up on the way home. It yes. did. It did look delicious. Um, but I'm always a sucker for frosting. So uh, that's true. You can't have too much frosting though. You, you, the cake to frosting ratio is a very delicate one. Also, cream cheese frosting. Cream cheese frosting is the only kind of frosting. All honestly, right. yeah, it's just. I mean, buttercream frosting's fine, but it, it, yeah, but it's it's always it's always like mm, it couldn't have been cream cheese. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're all agreeing. Yeah, on I'll that. I'll take it. I guess uh, it's better than no frosting. But uh, uh, so so we also we also see that Marty has two siblings um, who are not happy people. His everyone in his family is miserable except for him. He's just awesome all the time. I don't I don't understand uh, how that happened. Dave and Linda McFly are his siblings and sure. um his sister is very upset cuz she can't meet a man. Uh, yeah, she's not allowed to talk to boys. Right. Yeah, she's not allowed to call her, boys or ask them out herself cause because their mom is like very prudish about, mm-hmm. about that kind of and stuff. And that's cuz she doesn't like um 
uh, Jennifer because she's too forward a girl. Right. She, she called but Marty. she was a forward girl, which well, is why I don't understand. But that. maybe it was from dating the really meek George that, like, she gained that, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 this is part of... The, I mean, I think this is a really well-constructed script because you have this sort of thing where, like, of course you're going to end up being... You just turn the, into your parents because she turned into her mother. The hypocritical yeah. nature of, of parents sometimes as well, I think, is a big part of this movie. Um, well, I knew that she was going to be super handsy anyway. I was like... Mm-hmm. Oh, mom! Because that was one of the. As oh, we so said, you are like, hitting that sauce hard. Oh yeah, because she, <laughs> she's, she's just pouring vodka into she a seems, glass with ice. Yeah, she seemed like she was already pretty tipsy at the beginning of that scene. Yeah, she, she walked fin- in and she, I was like, she's drunk. She I can thro- smell her through the TV screen. She, yeah. thro- she throws back another one, and then you see her go up and pour <laughs> herself another, another one. one. Yeah. I was like, that's a lot of vodka. That's- yeah. Vodka is not easy to drink either. <laughs> God, that's why I never drink it. It's the reason they Close. mix that with stuff so yeah. frequently. Yeah, that that to me is always the sign. Just usually the choice for alcoholism in a movie is somebody just drinking straight vodka. Yeah, because that because uh, that is there's sort of an instant reaction like ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Or if it's like whiskey or something, you're like, oh, they're just like an old fashioned right, kind yeah. of person. Yeah. But if somebody's just throwing back vodka, vodka it's yeah. like, okay, you're and they're not to... Russian. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, you're looking to get somewhere here. Yeah. And it's not going to be anywhere good. Uh, yeah. So we have we have Leah Thompson playing Lorraine, and um, as I said, Chris Glover playing George. Now these are actors who are young actors playing, playing old, old, as is Tom Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you how did you think that went? Yeah, I actually at first didn't realize that it was the same actor. Mm, that's good for the, for uh, his mom. Oh, okay, I was like, wow, they got some. Oh, that's just the same. Wow, that's really good makeup. Mm-hmm. They did really. really yeah, I think good job they do a good that. job of not of not overplaying it. Yeah, the dad you can tell, and Biff is obvious, but right. the mom, I was just. I like, think yeah, the mom definitely because she had, had a really makeup. really good job. With she had her. more like the prosthetics and right. stuff to give her sort of the jowls and right. you know, yeah. like. Um, yeah, no, it's is a good job, and I think Jowls I think she, I think she and Crispin Glover do a good job of portraying the older versions without making them cartoonishly old, right? Yeah, because they're like middle aged people; they're not yeah. playing elderly. That's always where I think you get into troubles when you have like actors in their twenties playing people in their seventies, and everyone's like, <laughs> like yeah. people aren't always decrepit when they're seventy. Some right. people take care of themselves, right? Right. You can look at a movie called J. Edgar. Uh, with Deca- Leonardo DiCaprio and Army Hammer playing guys in their 80s by the end of the movie, and it's it gets it gets it turns into an SNL sketch basically. Uh, Is it's it a supposed fine, to? No, it's no. supposed to be a serious oh, movie. Dear. It sounds like it's a oh, serious dear. movie, right? But, they, but you've got you've got I mean Army Hammer's like 25 in that movie playing a guy in his 80s, and it's mm-hmm. just like oh, geez, they should just cast somebody else. Yeah, but at here, that point, that's so far in the future. Yeah, yeah they should just but, cast. Somebody. But here, I think it. I think it, I, do, I do think it works. Yeah, and so then Marty uh, falls asleep. Uh, in a very odd... He sleeps in the weirdest position we ever. see it again at the end. He's, he's going to have back problems later on in life. Yeah. Well, that cannot be comfortable. No, I don't know how one would even get into that. Like, cause presumably like diving onto be- onto the bed, maybe? Or well, he's like crawling onto it? I, I would know. have to... Yeah, it, well, because, I mean, when you see it the first time, you're like, oh, that's kind of odd, but maybe he like fell asleep doing something and... And it sort of fell... But then later you see him again in that position, so you're like, well, that's just how he does. But yeah, he was the, sleeping, yeah, he was sleeping like that... When he got after he got hit by the car, mm-hmm. yeah, he was sleeping like that, and I was like, well. yeah, I was like, okay, is that because like 
she took his pants off when she didn't need to. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get to it, but. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, it's the same thing, and I just don't understand how that's comfortable. Also, no. the fact that he can just stay. Maybe that's like the position he ends in. Does he stay in that position? That sounds. I yeah. That, oh, maybe he like gets into that position while sleeping. That 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 and would make the most sense because there, I can't though. I can't just imagine you'd be like, well, I'm going to sleep. Let me yeah uh, yeah. yeah um, that, that was great for the audio podcast. Oh, yeah. we, all, we all mimed it and just like up. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you can't see it. Uh, well, they, they heard it in our voice. Uh, yeah, I think. I th- yeah, I think we were all of us were on point. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. So just know that. Knows. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Really uh, so he gets up, but he, he's he's awoken by a phone call from Doctor Emmett Brown, who's who had told him earlier in the movie to meet him at the Twin Pines Mall uh, at uh, what time? With one fifteen. And uh, one fifteen, Michael. That's why you're never on time. I was and sleeping. So he, so he goes there. Uh, he grabs the video camera. <laughs> Uh, we had seen a news report earlier in the movie about stolen plutonium that yes. the mm-hmm. Libyan terrorists claim responsibility I knew that for. That was going to be a thing, right? Of course, because uh, it's a time machine. Of course, it's going to use some kind of right. dangerous thing. And so there's 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 term. Emmett Brown uh, in the parking lot, or oh, well, so Marty shows up and there's um, Emmett's not there, uh, but the big this is truck. where we get we get the big truck that opens up. With lots of steam coming out of it, mm-hmm. and we get the reveal of our iconic, I said one of the most iconic movie cars ever, which is the DeLorean. But the, I mean, but more than just a DeLorean, the re- retrofitted time machine DeLorean, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, with the flex capacitor and the adorable dog, and yes. Einstein, um, Emmett Brown's dog. You were a big fan of Einstein. I was a giant fan. <laughs> He's so fluffy. Um, At that point, he was my favorite character. Yeah, because he was way cuter than Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I believe you said this while we were watching it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they they um, they put Einstein in the DeLorean. Yes. And use a remote control to send him back in time, uh, or forward in time. Forward in time. Yeah. They send him one minute into the future. Mm. Uh, so you can never trust jo- dogs to drive. That's right. True. They just right. Yeah. All over the place. They sent Einstein one minute into the future, uh, which kind of blows Marty's mind mm-hmm. because, as he points out, he built a time machine out right. of a DeLorean. Yeah. Oh, and I love Doc Brown's reaction. I was like, well, if you're going to build a time machine, do it with style. Right? Absolutely. I appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is something cool. I think it's a good choice as well because later when you see it in the barn and people think it's a spaceship, there is sort of a spaceship kind of look to the Yeah, with the doors opening up. It I looks, think that's probably why they did that. Yeah, it, there's something very futuristic about that car. Yeah. Looking, I mean, like even for the 80s, that was like, oh. Because I think that was kind of built to be like the car of the future. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, kind of what the 80s were there about. There aren't that many cars that open like that. Unless right. it's like... A Lamborghini. Yeah, right. and even those like and those are super. Well, there are those yeah, that those kind of slide. Those are those, those are the ones that up. yeah they slide up. This yeah. opens out. It has wing doors. They yeah. call them. Yeah, it opens, which, which is just horribly impractical. For yeah, parking I feel lots. like if yeah everything everything parking. The problem with the DeLorean is everything about it is is aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good car. Which it I feel just like looks is the cool. 80s. Yeah, absolutely. It's all the excess of that. So, and all the rich people had to have their DeLoreans back then. I mean, like that was the it was the rich guy car to have. Um, even though it sucked, it's yeah. a piece of garbage car. <laughs> it kind of looked. Like I would, garbage. I would definitely be the asshole that would park next to the DeLorean just so that they <laughs> couldn't get in. Yeah, because it is. If, if, if because it, uh, even a remotely tight spot that would just be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> or it would go horribly wrong, and they would scratch my car. Yeah, but then I would make them pay for it. So. All right, yeah. If they I would, had a DeLorean, see, I they could afford it. I would park next to the DeLorean. You write down their license plate because mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna if there's a scratch on your door when you get back, it's probably from the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I can be like... Hey, DeLorean driver. 
Well, you know. John DeLorean. It's John uh, DeLorean. The yeah. parking lot was full um, when I got here. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so um, then uh, Doc Brown's going to go forward. Is he, yeah. Yeah, he was. He going plans to, to go forward yeah, in time. Yeah, he's going to go thirty. But he had entered into there. the thing as an example. He was showing him examples of how you program in dates to go different places, mm-hmm. and the one that he programmed in was um, November of '55 because that's when he came up with the idea for the time machine. Yeah, but he was just showing him that, and then that's when the Libyans show up. Yes. Um, and this Enter movie, the Libyans. It's interesting. This yeah. Movie, also, and it got super dramatic real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Libyan terrorists show up and kill Doc Brown. Which, yeah, is, uh, is, is always the thing. Like, I always forget that, like, yeah, the beginning of this movie's kind of dark. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because he had... Also, why are they in a V-dub van? I don't know. It's so what... strange, because that's, like, associate that with, like, hippies, although I guess yeah. this is, like, the 50s, so that hasn't quite happened yet. Well, this uh, is the 80s at this, this point. Oh, no, that's this is the 80s, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, I don't like, know, it's what they could hippie rent. van plus... Libyan terrorists? Or steel, probably. Weird. If they're uh, Libyan stolen. terrorists, I yeah. bet they're, they're probably not going through rental agencies. <laughs> you didn't go to rental? Rent a car? <laughs> or Enterprise? No, you go through, uh, yeah, in- Enterprise. Enterprise? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but so they show up. Number well, one fan rental for. They terrorists. show up and just and just mow down Doc Brown because oh, yeah. he had um, he had he stole, the plutonium. he stole the plutonium that he they had hired him to build them a bomb. Yeah. And they stole the plutonium for him, mm-hmm. but then he made them a bomb out of a, 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 um, parts of a pinball machine. Yeah, said, which is great. I love. That I would thing. love to see that bomb. And I love that right. he he busts out like an old six shooter when they show up. Oh yeah, with he's, no bullets. He's in ready it. to gun them down with he's no bullets in it. Unfortunately, he did not bullets. think he did not. But I just love this. Like, it's scat, like a, it's right. like a gun from the eighteen hundreds. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just kill him, and then they try to kill Marty. Mm-hmm. They have a fucking rocket launcher. Then, yes, they do. They go from an AK-47 that jams on them to a rocket launcher, which prompts Marty, of course, to drive away at a very quick speed and hit 88 miles per hour, which, of course, activates the flux capacitor and sends him back to 1955. Now, one of the key things about the time travel in Back to the Future, and I've heard Robert Zemeckis talk about this, is that it's a time travel. It's not space travel. Yes. So it's the you travel to the exact same spot. Yeah. Um, which is something a, a lot of movies don't do. A lot of time travel movies sort of just go like, oh, and also we're in London and yeah. whatever. It's like, why? You would, be, you would be in the exact same spot if you're only traveling through time. Um, and so he goes, but because uh, earlier Doc Brown had said this used to be um, like a farm, a, a big field. And so it becomes that again, and he crashes into a barn where uh, a farmer and his family come out and uh, almost kill him. Yeah, they just they think he's an alien because they believe they, the nine-year-old who's like, "It's an alien," and, and they're like, "And then oh, an yeah. alien it's that has mutated human form, it's mutated into human form." He's like, "I'll kill you, you mutant bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> Which I love all that stuff. That's that, that makes me laugh. So, oh, it's you like, well, that escalated. Yeah, and uh, so then the the car unfortunately breaks down because mm-hmm. it is a piece of crap DeLorean no, at sure. the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I like how many times that car fails. Yeah, which They're is like, accurate just, to a DeLorean. Just so you guys know, this car is still terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah. None of that was in the script. It's <laughs> just all failure. Um, so he hides it behind a, uh, a real estate sign. Mm-hmm. The, the, Where his family's house will be. Right, exactly. That they haven't yet built the neighborhood. Uh, Did you not get that? No. Yeah. Wow. Because they make the point of showing him skateboard past the, like... Um, sign that that says welcome to the neighborhood right and then you see the giant empty lot that is 
that will be the neighborhood. I am not very observant. <laughs> no, well, I already knew that. There's there's so many things in this movie like that though. Yeah, where, where, I mean, there's a lot. It, it's, they have a lot of fun with time travel mm-hmm. um, because it's basically a fish out of water movie from here on, pretty much. Yeah, um, with a, a, a kid from the '80s being stuck in the '50s because uh, from here he walks into town and he sees the quaint 1950s town as opposed to sort of the decrepit downtown we saw of yeah. the 1980s where there's like a porno theater, which now feels very antiquated, by the way, the idea of a porno theater. I mean, they still have them in Portland. Yeah, they're, but they're few yeah, and right far between, and, and, and they, that makes no sense to me. So, But uh, I know they do still I mean, exist, but they're pretty... at this point, you can just watch it at home like a normal Yeah, movie. that's true. Exactly. No, it, it, it does not make sense, but it is still Thank you, technically... Yeah. But there used to be more of them, obviously. Yeah. And, and they were, I mean, they were fairly common. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, but then that back then it was a it was a nice movie theater, right? And uh, like everything, everything is very nice and clean. And, and then the 50s. Reagan happened, <laughs> and I like that. There's the movie playing at the at the theater is a Ronald Reagan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and because uh, there's a line about Reagan later in the film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then he goes into the. Of course, it's the 1950s. So he goes into the soda shop, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's when uh, oh he. <laughs> Well, he goes to the phone booth to try to, and he finds Doc Brown's number. Um, and then there's there's a good bit of business with the soda guy where he asks for a tab, mm-hmm. which that even feels kind of antiquated. Oh though. yeah, it's, like, it's like what's a tab? We I don't I mean I know what a tab is, but yeah. I haven't seen Isn't one. That an and, energy drink? No, uh, it's a soda. Tab was like the first diet cola before there was diet coke. There was mm. tab. Oh, I thought tab was an energy no. drink because then they brought tab back. Mm-hmm. Right, they yeah, but there wasn't tab in the eight, or there wasn't energy drinks in the eighties, were there? No, that, that would have started like with a, like Jolt Cola somewhere yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. Would have been sort of the first of those. Um, literally just add all the, all the flavor twice the caffeine was Jolt's mm, slogan. Mm, mm. Yeah, just drink <laughs> coffee or espresso like a normal person. No, because that's disgusting. Uh, it's delicious. It's a, mm. Tastes a lot better than energy drinks. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I mean yeah. that was sort of the. I think I think Jolt was the the. The the thing was just like we'll just make a soda that has more caffeine, right, so it tastes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're not here to talk about Jolt, although that was a, a thing of the eighties. And I think Michael J. Fox was doing Pepsi commercials at this point as well. Mm, uh, there are a lot of Pepsi because then he asked for a Pepsi free, Pepsi free, and he says, "I can't give you a Pepsi for free." This is almost like an Evan Costello bit. It, it, yeah, it absolutely. Uh, is, yeah. And so then he says, "Fine, just give me anything without sugar in it." And he gives him a uh, he gives him a cup of coffee, and uh, and then this is where. Oh, the, the, so this is where we see so Biff, Biff comes in, yeah. Uh, Biff comes in, yeah, because yeah, he's sitting right next to George. Biff in his prime, apparently, here. This is Biff. Biff at the height of his power. Uh, he, he's, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the thing about Tom I don't Wilson. Think this is him at the, because later in life, earlier in the film, mm-hmm. he's still, he's literally the he's exact same He's still the same, same guy, yeah. He has not changed. Right. And he still has higher status mm-hmm. over... He still George. has higher status over George. I, I get the I sense that, that he's probably like middle management right. somewhere, though. Yeah, yeah, and he can still take it out on George. Yeah, he doesn't like own a company, or right? Anything. Yeah. But I mean, there's something about Tom Wilson that does look—he does look like a bully, even though he is a—he is the nicest guy in real life from everything I've heard, mm-hmm. and and really was uh, um, not comfortable doing some of the meaner stuff in this movie. He talked about like really like being very apologetic to the other actors, even though he was acting. He said he, said he felt so bad because he was a. He was a guy who got picked on a lot. He said yeah. so. He channeled a lot of he his. He got picked on. Well, he he grew. He got big later oh, okay. in life. So like, but through he is, he is a very large. He man. is a very he large a very man. Large but man. but as a but through most of high school, he said he was a little guy. Oh wow! And so he sort of channeled a lot of his high school bullies into his performance as Biff, which is 
successful because you hate Biff in this movie. Oh, I fucking hate Biff. Also, the name Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? Biff Tannen, I believe. Who is names their child full... Biff? I'm trying to think. I don't think they say Tannen in this movie. No, they I think don't. I think Tannen's in the sequels. Yeah, that's yeah. a sound effect, not a name. Biff, Biff continues to be a <laughs> sound effect in an old Batman. I, I will say sure. Biff, yeah. Biff continues to be the antagonist of this franchise throughout it. Yeah, is he in the third one? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not him, but oh, a, tannin, a tannin ancestor gotcha. is the villain of the third okay. movie. Uh, okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. They go like way back. God, it's way been back. a while since they I've go. Seen that they one. go way back, way back. Like in caveman the, back? Not that far back. Yeah. Like old west. Oh, that'd be cool. That's, yeah. That's, it, it so that's cool. what the third movie is. Yeah. Um, is the old west? Uh, so does that mean they live out in the west, or they? Like originally, yeah, I think okay. so. Because mm-hmm. I have no idea where this movie takes place. The, they leave, they, they do leave it vague. Clear. It's supposed it's to be sort of vague. any it's a small town, any kind of any small town. It small could town be. America. Yeah, small yeah, town exactly. USA. I mean, I think it's supposed to be very universal. Yeah, and it is because it's the universal backlot that they're shooting on. But uh, <laughs> and that is basically <laughs> well, yeah, and it is. It is the. Uh, I mean, like like that town is the sort of stock town that they have at Universal, which really works for this movie specifically yeah. because everything should be kind of generic and. Especially mm-hmm. in the 1950s, uh, this look. But he, so this is this is where we see Biff picking on uh, teenage George McFly. Mm-hmm. Um, th- can, th- what did you think of Crispin Glover's performance as George McFly? Because Crispin Glover is one of the most interesting actors, probably ever. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really look at their acting. I just kind of react. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to grab him, shake him buy his yeah. suspenders and be like get your fucking shit together and yeah. beat his ass or i will <laughs> to you not him yeah because my god you need something yeah yeah he yeah he is a uh, he, he he plays him meek like like to an extreme yeah um but yeah crispin glove is kind of an oddball i would say what his hair what, was what weird. else does he he did in? he did a, um people might know him as uh, from willard with him in the <gasps> army of rats, he is Willard. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so weird. That's that's him. I did not make that connection. Uh huh. I should have though. That nose is quite. He has a very distinctive yeah, look. Distinct, um, yeah. He's an interesting guy. He that he... Willard is an interesting movie. Yeah, he's he's kind of a strange dude in real life. Mm. Um, the well, he looked at the Willard script and was like, "Yeah, I want to control rats." Yeah. exactly. And yeah, then there's like a good rat and an evil rat. Uh, it's just a, it's a weird movie. Have you yeah. seen Willard? I have not. Oh, it's weird. It is a very weird movie. It's strange. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's continued to do stuff here and there. He's a character actor who shows up in a lot of stuff. He's the villain in the Charlie's Angels movies. I know that. I oh, okay. Those. I never watched them either, but I know he is. And he just sort of pops up here and there. He's kind of known for playing oddballs and stuff. But this is obviously his most famous part uh, in this. And so Biff is picking on him and in very much mirroring him picking on him that we saw in present day yeah almost exactly exactly the same same. yeah only this time about doing his homework instead of his reports right um and your shoes untied and he hits him and he says don't be so gullible and uh yeah this is where and then does does marty get involved here at all with biff no No, he doesn't he's too busy doing this yeah, his look. Staring at him, dumbfounded. This he's is the dumbest face on. <laughs> it's really that funny. Entire thing, and it's hilarious. This is this is the scene I saw of Eric Stoltz. If you watch on oh. the on the Blu-ray, they have this scene in oh. one of the in one of the documentaries of Eric Stoltz. Is it, is it really serious? He's like he's playing it as horror. He is terrified and freaked out in a way that's not comical. In a like, my God, that's my father. What is this horror like? 
He's what playing, is this nightmare realm I've entered? Because I mean, Michael J. Fox is playing it realistic, but he's also playing it funny. Like, like yeah. Yeah. Thing. It's, it's, it, it makes him very endearing to you as an audience he's member. Like, this is incredulous. This is incredulous heavy, is as he would word. as he would later uh, yeah. say yeah. throughout the movie, um, which is a good runner as well. Um, so then we <laughs> we do follow um, uh, George to. Uh, Lorraine's house. Oh my god, this was my favorite part because I was like, because they never explained what he was doing in the middle of the road. Yeah, right. And I knew that they she, there was a reason why they didn't. I was like, all right, she, well, we're gonna find like, out was why. It, she was like, was it bird watching, George? Was that it? And he kind of gives like, a non Camilla. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, he, he's like, creeping on her. He's creeping car. on her. He's yeah. watching through binoculars her changing in her room, which. By the way, though, she is just changing in her room with the window wide open. No, the window's not open. It's just the blind is halfway well, the, down. Was it halfway down? It yeah, seemed like you it can't was... see her face. That's true. You can't. Uh, yeah. So, so I, you have it halfway down. You're on a second story window. You don't expect someone to be sitting in a tree staring at you. That's well, funny. after seeing this, now I am. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I forget that people can see into my window sometimes when I'm walking around. I'm like, I should close my blinds now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah. This is going to end horribly wrong. <laughs> or... Back to the Future could happen. Yeah, which is he. So he he falls out, out of the tree uh, into the road where he's going to be hit by. As we had established, that they had met because um, Lorraine's father had hit him with with his car. Right, and uh, and then Marty pushes him out of the yeah, way, not realizing this is that moment. Right, exactly. Because yeah. I don't, and I, and I think realistically so because like. Uh, realizing that, that your dad was creeping on somebody is probably not the moment where you're like, oh, this is probably where my parents met. Right, right. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, he's, uh. he's, he's like, my God, my dad's a peeping Tom. Like, right. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I mean, this whole movie, the initial concept of this movie from Zemeckis and Bob Gale was what if you met your parents when they were your age? Like, what if they were your contemporaries? And that was the whole, before they got into any of the time travel stuff, it was just like, what That would what a fascinating mm-hmm. thing. Weird. Your parents that would be really weird. I would not be able to understand anything my dad was saying. Is that right? He well, didn't speak English. He didn't speak English <laughs> at that point. Yeah. yeah so no, go. I would be like. So that'd be tough then. Probably. Great. My yeah. mom, I could understand. That'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, that that is a really interesting concept, and I think the thing that kind of carries this movie through is like this whole idea of like, oh yeah, well yeah, your parents were people before they were your parents, and they were probably different as as these. Oh well, George isn't that different actually. From no, George is pretty much. But Lorraine is very different. Because uh, oh, yeah. we're going to see that that very ins- bold. So instead of of George getting hit by the car, Marty gets hit by the car. Uh, and then he wakes up, and I do like uh, when he calls into his wife. Stop! Another one of those kids jumped in front of my car. <laughs> this has happened before. Another one of the kid, the uh, dumb kids. Well, hopefully uh, nobody's died. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We had to bury the last one back <laughs> on the yard. Uh, oh my god! We don't talk about Timmy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so uh, uh, Marty wakes up in uh, in in the Baines house. Her name is Lorraine Baines. Lorraine Bain. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, she funny. and uh, and he hear she. This is really well done uh, camera work here from Zemeckis because we hear her voice, but she's in shadow, and so he's like, "Mom, is that you? I had this crazy dream that I had traveled through time." She's like, "Well, no, you're back in good old 1955." He's like, and "What?" Then, and cla- then the light turns but, on, and she's really young. Michael J. Fox is perfect for this role because he does so many comedy like reactions, like 1955, <laughs> like that voice of it, because his voice kind of cracks a little bit in places and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's really good at doing those those kind of things. And that's why you would be really good at playing a teenager because your voice cracks all the what? time. Uh, that's never happened, especially on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, 
as soon as he came back from recording the first one, he was like, I think my voice cracked like four times. Did it? I didn't. I was drinking coffee, so that kind of kind of does that. <laughs> oh, so there was something. Yeah, blame the coffee. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> not yes. never not my small it never happens boyish. without coffee. Not of course my not. small boyish body. That's, that's certainly not it. <laughs> um, you're also wearing, happen. you're wearing a nest shirt, which I'm, is not helping your child. boyish yeah, appearance. <laughs> small child so. shirt, right? Yeah. You're like a beanie cap away from being a kid in a 1950s I could have worn like a red like baseball cap that I have. <laughs> but uh, gee, yeah. Mr. Wilson? With a yo-yo and a, and a baseball bat. I mean, I could do that. I, yeah. I have those. This, once again, is probably not playing to an audience mm-hmm. who's listening to this. And a giant um, circular lollipop. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah that, that goes with that. Well, well, you are holding one of those. You are currently holding one of those. That's true. Periodically looking at the lollipop. But... So yeah, we we see young Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I. That was really up. creepy. Yeah, that was coming right at you. Apparently, um, this is a lollipop. Yeah, the pop screen. Okay, oh. this this podcast is out of control, man. Oh my god, um, this is what happens when I. So we see things. we have we have young Lorraine, uh, Leah Thompson, uh, looking good, looking really good here. Uh, this was Leah Thompson was sort of a. If uh, if Michael J. Fox was a heartthrob of the 1980s, she was whatever the what would be the equivalent for a female. You wouldn't say heartthrob. No, she, pretty she might. sure she's still a heartthrob. Uh, but yeah, she was definitely like one of the it girls of, of 1980s. She was in some kind of wonderful with Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a movie called All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, she was in Howard, in the, Howard duck. the Duck. <laughs> she was in with Howard a the... giant terrifying duck creature. With a duck, yeah. <laughs> Um, but this so is probably what she's best remembered for is, as Lorraine. And, and she's and great Howard in this movie. I, I really like uh, Leah Thompson in this movie. Yeah. Um, Leave Howard the Duck alone, Michael. <laughs> it is a great film. No, it's not. <laughs> you know it's not. You haven't seen it. You don't know. You have told me that we'll it's have to have, a we'll have, to, we'll have to do an episode about Howard the Duck. No, we won't. No. Uh, not on this show. No. Please don't do that to me. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so she, um, she's calling him Calvin. Because right, because he has Calvin Klein underwear. I've never seen a boy with purple underwear before. Because he is pantsless in the bed, and he's like, "What? Uh, yeah, didn't need to be pantsless." Well, we find out later that she does. That, yeah, that she says, "That's my mom." Quick, put on your pants, implying that he, when they put him in the bed, he had, had pants, pants on. Implying that she later came in, took off his pants, and did God knows what. And <laughs> I mean, she could have peeked. To see I, what was going on underneath the underwear. I mean, based I on mean, her like I would behavior, th- I would not be surprised. I'm assuming she did that. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> but I don't think that's too uh, and then Because then she immediately like sits down close to him on the bed. And, and this is, I mean, this is so much of where the comedy of this movie comes from, which is his mom has the hots for him, as he'll say later in the film. Uh, and then... That's weird. It's awkward. It's, it's really awkward. It is. It's super it's very, awkward. Very, very uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so strange it is really strange um and uh so then then we go down to dinner with her family and uh little uncle joey is in a playpen one of my favorite oh my party God. lines i love that joke. get used to these bars yeah and then the mother's like well he seems to cry when he's not in the playpen so we just leave him in there all day that's <laughs> implying not implying that he likes to stay in jail <laughs> he chooses so he's purposely blowing his parole i think so Uncle Joey is the character of Bronson in the uh, Tom Hardy film. <laughs> I think there's a connection. He grows there. up to be Bronson. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> Did not expect anybody to talk about the movie Bronson on there. Um, oh god! So and then, and then we get more. Uh, we get more shenanigans with. Uh, he thinks he's seen the episode of the Honeymooners because then they say, "What's a rerun?" Right. Uh, <laughs> nobody has two TVs. I do oh, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. 
I've got two TVs. <laughs> He's just joking. No one has two TVs. I don't. I have one. That's true. We have one TV. Oh. I have a laptop, which I use. Which as is, a TV. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's kind. Of, that kind of does serve as a second TV these days. It mm-hmm. certainly does. Um, and then uh, we get more of <laughs> Lorraine wants him to spend the night in her room. He yeah, can which stay I in feel, my room. And the, and I the, feel and like there wasn't even like, an objection yeah. from the parents. They're like, like, yeah, of my, course. That my makes parents sense. would immediately be like, no, no, yeah, that's, no. I assume. I mean, I don't know if they're just. I mean, I think they're assuming that she would not be in there. Uh, uh, that's obviously not what she's assuming. But uh, nope, she grabs his leg. So yep, and then that's his cue to bolt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh-huh. And everybody I keep... would not want to be sexually assaulted by my parental either. So no, that no, I agree. I think that's yeah. Uh, I think we could all agree on that. Hopefully. Yeah. This one, you weigh in. <laughs> no, I'm I'm in agreement here. <laughs> Just like you staying awful quiet. Uh. <laughs> no, I actually I have to use the restroom. Can you yeah. guys can? Okay, going. sure. I'll be, I'll be yeah. right back. All right, guys. you could just I'm do so that. And, and, yeah, yeah. Just uh, lock him in there. All right. Yeah. Just it, go, man. <laughs> I don't know. Michael, I just, feel, just I go to like, the bathroom for <laughs> the love of God. I, just, I feel so bad, guys. I hate you. Sorry, right. I'm talking to the audience here, and I feel so bad that they're, they're going to be deprived of you for like two minutes. Yeah. It's a reprieve. Okay. He's so happy. <laughs> well, I'll take Hugo with me. Why? Oh. He stole my hippo. I get lonely in there. All right, and, and there he goes. All right, the evil is gone from this podcast. Uh, stole my hippo. Yeah. I mean, it's not my hippo. I'm pretty sure it's your mom's hippo. Yeah, it is. But uh, she let me rename it, so. Yeah, that's true. So you can claim some kind of ownership over it then. Damn. But, uh, so throughout the movie, people keep asking if he's in some branch of the Navy or something because he's wearing a life, life preserver. Yeah, the life preserver because he's just wearing a poofy green vest yeah it, throughout the, yeah throughout the whole film for the most part he's wearing that except when he's in eventually he's in 1950s garb no yeah. we talked a little bit about what what are some of your opinions about the fashion of this movie um well i do appreciate that i didn't have to suffer through a lot of 80s fashion was that rough the beginning sequences it wasn't too bad no this um, movie's not nearly as 80s as some movies from this era yeah i mean i recently watched earth girls are easy yes. and that has some that, literally the worst fashion i've ever that seen, movie is so. so 80s just in all everything yeah, about it, is, it, it screams the 1980s but, so this yeah. was very tame mm-hmm. um, and then we go back into the 50s 50s is fine i mean full skirts and mm-hmm. cinched waists whatever yep um everybody's hair high was kept. collar yeah modest yeah and everybody spends a lot of time on their hair it seems like yes yeah uh, oh yeah men and women then um yeah so uh then we go then we go to we find uh doc brown in the past uh who's trying to read people trying to read people's minds with a very crazy crazy device here yeah i would not want him to test that on me like (laughs) i'm like 95 percent sure my brain is going to melt (laughs) yeah just later Referenced in the movie. Yeah. And he emotionally scars his dad, which then causes him to write a really great sci-fi novel. Yeah. Which is so, great, so, yeah, because you brought that terrifying. up about, yeah, I don't know, maybe uh, we'll get into the end of this movie when we get to it, but this is, this movie is an interesting ending, but, uh, so he eventually proves to die. This has the Ronald Reagan line, mm-hmm. but who's president? Ronald Reagan, the actor. And then it was Jerry Lewis, the secretary of state. And well, and he goes on to that. Uh, but he does convince him, by telling him about that he knew he had hit his head on the toilet, and uh, that's when he invented the flux capacitor. Yeah, and he had the drawing, and then he was like, well, this is it. Yeah, and Doc Brown delighted to see that he finally built something that worked. Did you wash your hands before touching him? Yes. (laughs) Once again. What am I, an animal? No, he is. He's a hippo. 
There is a stuffed hippo here. I have to keep reminding people that when they can't. Unfortunately, no one can see what's happening here. He's adorable. He is, yeah, absolutely. Um, His name was originally Tubby, and I have renamed him. Hugo. Hugo. Hugo, Hugo yes, the hippo. Yeah. Positive body images for hippos. Um, but <laughs> it's a big issue. So in this sequence with Doc Brown, this is where we learn about the uh, potential ramifications of Marty interacting with people. Yeah. He's like, uh, have you, uh, you haven't seen anybody. Like, <laughs> well, only both of my parents. <laughs> Uh-oh. What could possibly go wrong? And then do we get, is the, is it here that we see the photograph for the first time? I think, I think so, yeah. Do we see that the, the, the his brother is starting to fade yeah, away? Yeah, I like how it's not like they're just gone. It's mm-hmm. they slowly start to fade, and it's just his brother doesn't have a head. Right. Which is terrifying. Is that like implying that, that his he, brother just has gone through life with no head up to that point. I've oh. I don't I don't, I don't think that's the case. I mean I don't it, think it's so. a screen it's it's a it's a plot device. Of You're course. Right, yeah. Uh and, and and we we know some people who maybe take time travel very hmm. seriously. Yeah, and I don't know who that could be. Uh who are quite bothered by this film. Oh yeah. Um but or on the, comic book podcasts. That might be on a comic book podcast <laughs> with me. But the uh uh, Which one is really upset about time travel? Gurgoni. Oh, okay. He has very particular opinions about time travel. But I've always That's been... Fair. My opinion about time that travel and stuff me. is always, if you if you stay true to your own rules within that movie, mm-hmm. then I'm fine. There are so many movies that use nonsense science that yeah. is, is fine. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's Well, another thing, too, I mean, like, people quote... Some people don't even theoretical. use science. In About Time, it's literally like something like a mutated gene in a family. Yep. And oh, they really? just have to go into a cupboard. Yep. And right. then they can time travel. And that's the thing. Like with this movie, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I for the part, for the plot purposes, that picture is great. That's mm-hmm. a great plot device. Yeah. Cause it, it keeps, we, it was movie. terrifying. It, let, it was like, kind of, so lets you... he just doesn't have a head now. It, can, it continually and then it slowly starts to fade more. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was not made quite clear. And it, yeah. But I mean that, that, that's constantly checking in with the stakes of the it movie. It lets yeah. the audience know where Marty's at. And right. And it creates a, know... and it creates a ticking clock as right. well, which is always a good thing to have in a movie, mm-hmm. you know, a race against time to do there something. is already there a lot of clocks yeah already. there is a there's a few clocks which is, is actually a clock this movie is non-stop taking clocks because as they point out there's no plutonium that they can get their hands on right so the only way they can get 1.21 gigawatts is gigawatts. gigawatts which i'm pretty sure you would pronounce gigawatts i'm now, pretty sure it is yeah. but people weren't really throwing the word uh, gig around back then it's like the gif gif kind of argument yeah um who's right who's wrong it's no a gif because it's a G. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, the uh, oh, the only way to, the only way to generate that much power is a bolt of lightning, right. and luckily Marty had the information that the lightning struck that clock at that time in one week mm-hmm. is what it's going to be. And so, if they can generate that kind of electricity into the car, then uh, I... they can send it back in time. So then he also has a week. To get his parents together, or he's never born. Right, which is really what the I'm sure was the pitch for this movie. Right, yeah, that um, was the main the main thing. You have to get your parents together so that you can exist. Yeah, uh, and his siblings, of course. Uh, well, but, but we don't we, we don't really we don't really know that much about them, and we don't care. They're probably fuck ups. <laughs> they seem like it. I mean, I mean, I guess in the first in the first scene they yeah. are. Yeah, um, the first time we meet them. So then he he goes he starts going to high school. They don't really deal with how he's moving about high school. Um, without being, I mean, he a looks like a high says, schooler. Yeah, so. and so nobody, and we see that Mr. Strickland is still there, and yeah. he looks exactly the same. Exactly, the same. which I like that everybody else looks different, but Strickland looks the same. I mean, Doc Brown is more subtle as well. Like, yeah, he looks—he doesn't look as old, but he still has the crazy white hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but Strickland looks exactly the same because that's where he says the thing about did he ever have hair? 
Um, and then we get some, <laughs> we get uh, more great interactions between Marty and Lorraine as he tries to get George and and Lorraine to meet. Yeah, it did not go well. No, because no. she is into as she keeps describing him, the dreamboat that is Marty. Which, uh, to be fair, is Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I mean he is a dreamboat. <laughs> Fox is literally in his name. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Perfect name. Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we get uh, him trying to convince George to ask her to, as they see the enchantment under the sea dance. Yeah. Which we established earlier was the first their first date and the first time they kissed. And that's and, where they knew they were going to fall in love and right. so on and yada yada. Right. Exactly. Um, and then we, we have the scene in the lunchroom where um, Biff gets pretty handsy. Yeah, for that for a public, I mean, I guess it, it was the fifty. Super rapey. Yeah, yeah that, that is interesting. Watching it, it like he's dangerous in a way. He's not just like I mean, like a lot of high he's school boys have jerk. bullies and stuff but like he, that. He, because I mean, later in the movie, he does a really attempt to rape her. Right. Oh yeah, full on. Yeah, there's an attempted rape in this movie. Yeah, it is. Because here he's saying things. He keeps grabbing her and saying things like, "You know, you want it. I'm going to give it to you." It's like that's. Yeah, that's, yeah, that no. only means one thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be. Oh, what a misunderstanding! It, it, that's not like you're going to be my girl. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. It's you know, yeah, right. Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah, which further fuels the hatred, right? Him. And then this is where Marty steps in, yeah, and uh, the the uh, antagonism between him and and Biff begins. Mm-hmm. As Biff's going to hit him, but Strickland shows up, and. Uh, he doesn't obviously. Doesn't do anything. Just looks at him. Yeah, that's what Strickland does, man. He's got that. He's got that stare. He's not going to be like, "You were about to start a fight." Mm-hmm. Nope, just stares at him. Yep, and that's so, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so then we have uh, uh, Marty continuing to encourage George to ask out Lorraine while still like continuing to impress Lorraine because he right. Oh no, that's that's later where he punches punches Biff in the face. Oh yeah, that that is later. But I, mean, I think but he, he does. Even, he stands he, up to him, right? Though. Which she, yeah. which she appreciates. Which yeah. is obviously clearly what Lorraine is into. Yeah, we we see throughout the movie that she seems to like a guy who's willing to you know mess somebody up if it, if it comes to it. Like, well, gee, if someone's stick. talking about wanting to rape you and then someone some guy comes up and sticks up for you, uh, yeah, I'd be into that. I'd be yeah. like, yes, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Otherwise, I'm going to have to stab someone, and I will not do well in prison. So <laughs> if you could do all the fighting so that I don't have to get my hands dirty, that'd be great. But yeah, I mean, you, me. yeah, that is interesting. It, it, so it's interesting that you've, you've chosen this guy then. Uh, <laughs> with are, the fighting. are you talking from uh, personal experience here? Stabbing people? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, just checking. Uh, this is this this is an interesting episode of the show. I would say <laughs> there's been more talk about about That's, us than than any than probably any other episode uh, of the show. I don't know. I don't know. I hope people. I hope people like it. But uh, we are also talking about Back to the Future um, and cake. <laughs> yeah. So this is this people is people need to know my my frosting preferences in uh, case they really like this episode and want to send me cake. Yeah, they can do that. They could um, do that. I also really enjoy pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pie is good too. Pie might be better. Um, but might anyways, travel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it true. definitely that would. is true. Um, so we we get uh, uh, Marty c- encouraging George to do that. We find out that George likes science fiction mm-hmm. and wants to write sci-fi stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he's not. He does not have the confidence to ask out Lorraine. Uh, so Marty creates a sort of a 
uh, alien character. This is where you were talking about. He scars him. He tells him he's going to melt his brain, and he knows that he'll believe him. That's, yes. That is... Because he, he puts headphones on him and plays Van Halen. Yeah. Like, because nope. that would be an incredibly foreign sound to people uh, in the 1950s. I'm, I'm wondering if... George convinces himself that it was a dream or something. That's my guess. That's you my know? guess. Because I, th- I, I feel mean, like as the years progress, probably. But I mean, he tells Marty he's like, he's like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Darth Vader, Darth Vader showed up from, from, the planet, Vulcan, yeah, from, okay, from the planet, planet Vulcan, saying he's going to melt my brain if I don't ask out Lorraine. And he's like, great, don't mention that. <laughs> I love that. It's like maybe keep that to yourself. And George, even George is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That's yeah, crazy. He's he's like that is crazy. I feel like as with age, he's probably like. Just a weird so, dream. It was my subconscious telling me that I should. So when do Star this Wars stuff. comes out, that's the thing, though. Did he just like flip out? What? Like, oh my god! And Star Trek. And Star, and Star Trek, Trek would come out before that. Actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're we're about we're like eleven years away from Star Trek. Mm, okay, that sounds vaguely familiar. Hmm. Yeah, because hmm. I feel like you would remember every detail of that. Though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, something uh, as traumatic as that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so he does attempt to ask. Lorraine out here with uh, some prepared yes. statements. Oh, so good. And apparently his handwriting is so bad that he you or are, he scribbled it. That you are my density. 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 I, like, I, I like how he tries it multiple times as if he doesn't figure out. That's not. I also think like maybe a little much for asking somebody out. For the, you are my, my destiny. destiny. Oh, yeah. I should have tried that on you. That would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a really weird thing to say as an opening line. I yeah. feel like maybe in that time period it works maybe. a little bit. Yeah, now, dating is very different back then. Yeah, now I different. would be like, dude, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> right. You are my you're destiny. You're blocking the bar, and I want to drink. Yeah, but you're my Go destiny. Away. Oh. What bothers me with that is that he literally just could not remember. He had told him like five seconds before that. Yeah. He comes, and he could not remember. Yes, comes, Michael, I'm looking at you oh. because you two had the exact same memory. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, oh God. She, uh, but he first to get confidence, he gets he has somebody slide him a glass of chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> he's he like milk, down the bar. Chocolate. chocolate. Takes a swig and, and he's like swig, slams, slams it. Down. Chocolate milk <laughs> everywhere because he's a badass. Man. Yeah. I know the guy who served him even like looks at the table, which is great. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck, dude? Come on, man. Um, I'm trying to run a business here. Yeah, and uh, and so then he goes over and does the thing, and then this is when Biff shows up again. Biff is always around. It seems yeah. like Biff is always ready to show he has, up. He has a sixth sense about yeah. this thing. And uh, Marty trips him before he can get to George. Oh, sure. And so then this the, this leads to what is probably one of the one of our action set pieces mm-hmm. in this movie, which is this chase uh, around the city with Biff in his car, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of kids riding on. I don't know what those. Well, I don't know what those are called. They're like wooden planks with kind of handles and like a. It's basically the precursor to razor scooters. Yeah. Yeah, and so he tears the top part off, so he basically has a skateboard, mm-hmm. and and uh, delays the invention of the razor scooter for about yeah like, thirty years. But yeah. kind of invents the popularity of skateboarding That's at least true. with that one kid because yeah. he sees him. And Marty's once again, Marty's just awesome. And this is where we get a lot of the Alan Silvestri Back mm-hmm. to the Future theme. Yeah, which is very iconic, very exciting. Um, very heroic and epic for this movie, um, which is once again, it's just a guy kind of skateboarding around. But you hear that music, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, man, this is cool. It sounds like a like a like a big action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the time when you could do that, where even a movie like this got like a big epic score, and people didn't think it was like too much, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I miss that. Those were the days, man. Yeah. Um, Alan Silvestri continues to work today. He did mm-hmm. do the theme to the Avengers. 
Oh. Uh, which is really good. Mm. And he also did the Captain uh, Captain America as well. Yeah. So he's moved on to actual hero movies. Mm-hmm. And he has continued to work on all of Robert Zemeckis' movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and uh, so there's this big chase, which leads to... Uh, this move is awesome. They're pushing him on the skateboard of the front of the car. Mm-hmm. And he's headed towards a, a truck of manure... And then, in, so they're going to ram him into the manure, and he just jumps off of the skateboard, runs up over the car, out the back, where the skateboard slides through, and he catches it again. And then Biff and his friends end up covered in manure. Of course. Eat shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. And yeah, and they even go, shit! Yeah. And I love, I think that this is future mayor Goldie Wilson comes out and, and runs to see if they're okay. He's just like, ooh, ooh. ooh. And then Biff ooh. promises he's going to get that son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and so then we we continue to work out the how the uh, lightning strike is going to go with a model where the car catches fire. Yes. Um, which and then Lorraine shows up. Lorraine there. shows up at the because now yeah, she's cause now she's like dead set on him. She's oh, like, she's oh. like stalking him. Yeah. On. Yeah. How do you how do you find? She, it? I followed you here. She followed said. you here. It's like that's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it would be. It doesn't matter if you're a cute girl. That is always creepy. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't have maybe, a giant I mean, problem with Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson following Thompson, me yeah. at home. I mean, yeah, I'd not, be okay with that. I mean, until she if, like starts until to, like, you realize that she's her, your mother. Well, that well, I, I mean, mean I'm not, we're not Marty McFly in this scenario. This yeah. is not this exact scenario. That's, but of course, uh, that scenario is uh, followed by us realizing that if we ever leave Leah Thompson, then she will, in fact murder us yeah and, and stuff us and keep and what's that yeah and i'd have to in say that sleep. oh yeah i'd have to say that'd be a real debate <laughs> yeah you know there's pros and cons i mean both. i'm not gonna lie there's nothing stopping me from doing that yeah so. yeah, yeah that's, that's true so i guess i'm basically doing that already yep. so. yeah. you're okay. living it man i'm living the dream, living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so but what i like about it is she shows up and, and because it is the 50s she doesn't ask him out she she asked, she asked him, him to, to ask, ask her, her to the dance, yeah, which is which is pretty great. Could yeah. you? I, I was hoping you would ask me to the enchantment under the, which I love enchantment under the sea dance. Um, I was just imagining the uh, Little Mermaid song under, under the, the sea. sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then uh, he it's pretty quick. They actually end up going to the dance, but he yeah. but he convinces George to that they're they're going to play at a scenario. Where he's gonna attempt to force himself on her, mm-hmm. or at least mock do that, because right. he's pretty uncomfortable about that idea. And then George would show up and hit him, yeah. And it would be, you know, he'll be the hero then, right? Um, but you, as we were watching this movie, Maggie, you pretty instantly figured out that this plan was gonna backfire, yeah. Because you're like, no, she's totally gonna be into this. No, she's so she's into been him. so forward this entire time. She took his pants off while he was sleeping and probably looked at his junk. She is rearing. Oh, I think go. almost certainly did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's not stated, so it's technically implied, but we're mm-hmm. all thinking it. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how he thought that that was going to be a good idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> like uh huh. She grabbed his thigh like at dinner with her family. That's an aggressive. That is the a, first time they met. Yeah, that's a really forward move. Oh yeah, yeah. she's so this, been, oh yeah, she's yeah, yeah, been yeah. nothing but aggressively forward. She said, she even says she's like I've been parked before and it's like yeah well that this she is says, the scene she says i'm almost 18 i've been parking before yeah this is a great scene uh they're in the car and he's just like i don't want i don't want to and he can't he things. can't even go through like with the idea of attempting it he's he's yeah he's like, nope, but it's but she's already on and then she pulls out a she's got a little bottle of something there mm-hmm. uh yeah, she started drinking early yeah explains a lot. and then i love she 18? says anyone who's uh anyone who's anyone drinks she says 
And then I love he takes the bottle away, and then she pulls out a cigarette. He's like, "Oh my god, you smoke too?" Which is, by the way, the far more off-putting thing. That would be yeah a lot more upsetting. I feel yeah. like. Um, probably prob- just like my mother. Probably not in the fifties, though. No, it oh, would no. no, no. It would actually not. There'd be no issue with that at all. Oh yeah, smoking then. cures cancer. <laughs> um, but yeah, then she, of course she does end up for, and she takes off her jacket to reveal she's she's got a pretty. That's that's. I don't that, know if that's like a fifties like that dress is fairly revealing for the nineteen fifties. Yeah. yeah, I was really I was like, mm. I mean, obviously that was a choice, but I don't sure. know how was she. So she was definitely she was wearing that exact outfit. Uh, while when George and her were at the dance, right? So it was all I didn't yeah. even think about it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, in in that scene, that it's revealed, so that's sort of emphasized. But I wasn't even thinking. I about mean, I it. feel like probably if she were going to the dance, she would have kept her her coat, coat over. on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Same yeah. Thing. Okay. Because she's yeah she. I mean, extremely well, revealing. Well, I love this whole idea too. This is all happening extremely in the parking revealing. lot. I mean, like it's a, you see, quite it's a strapless dress with a sweetheart neckline. It's not <laughs> extremely. It, it, I mean, it's pretty low. You see a lot of cleavage. But well, it, that's I, also the angle that you're. At. That's you're true. Sitting, that's true. Whenever that's the angle. anyone is sitting, and if they have boobs, you can see down their shirt half the time. Uh, but I mean, that, that, would, that would be a fairly that that's fair. Okay. That'd be a fairly okay, normal so the shot made it dress. Very That'd be a fairly normal dress for like a, a yeah, dance today. Yeah, I mean, today. the style of it today. Yeah, is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Standard. But for, I mean, for 1955, very, but I was, yeah, I was, I was talking about in bit, context of the 1950s. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more risque. Yeah, Michael Lisman says, "Cover up, girls." Uh, I am not saying that. <laughs> do not do that. Yep, it's on the record, man. That, can't, can't take it back. You realize uh, that stating the other way now just makes you sound kind of creepy, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't please you know, don't do that. You know what, girls? Do what you want. There you go. There That's it is. the correct answer. Nice. All right. You he saved got it. there. You Ooh. saved it, buddy. Oh, I saved uh, just <laughs> barely. Uh, so, right in the end zone. <sighs> so uh, she. Okay. <laughs> I don't. All right. Um, <laughs> she. I don't know sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sp- I like that's, um, that's going to be the quote of this. I don't know sports. I don't know sports. Um, oh. Sports. Sport what ball. are they? Sport ball. Yeah. Oh, sport uh, so she does eventually. She she goes for it and kisses him, and then some something's weird about that to her though. I feel like that would be weird. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. somehow biological because there I believe there is a biological thing that sort of keeps you from being attracted there, to your the, own There family. absolutely is, which is which I'm kind of fascinated by. There is something it's yeah. It's in literally you that, biological. So but, like that would happen, I feel like, even though they're the same age. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Also if they were actually related, he would probably look a lot like some of her family members yeah mm-hmm. which would be, well that would be weird which we 100 percent see in back to the future part three well at least we see a mcfly wait that's not her we do see mcfly ancestor okay who is played by michael j fox gotcha um which is interesting um i mean like she could he could look like you know an uncle or something yeah exactly you know, or yeah. like her her dad, and that kind but of sometimes thing. that kind of stuff can lead to the feeling of an attraction without like being subconscious. If yeah. you don't, yeah, if you don't in, entirely know it, I mean, I'm always fascinated by people who are siblings but are separated. Sometimes meet later in life and are attracted to each other in a romantic way because they don't. There's some. There's, there's a no connection between there. them. Yeah. But if you don't know that, then you would only read that feeling as as romantic, right? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But she says it feels like kissing my brother. Yeah. She says to him. 
And Marty's very happy about that. He's like, like, yeah. Oh, thank God. God. It's over. The nightmare is over. We do get some awkward dancing from George in the the dance. Uh, I Uh, thought that was great. I don't know. His dancing was great. It's very good. That is how I dance. (laughs) It's on record now. Um, You do sometimes move when there is music playing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I would I would probably be in the same camp. I, I move when the or I I try not to, but uh, <laughs> for everyone's benefit, I'll just stay still and hopefully they don't, they don't see me. Right. right. I will dance even when there is no music. That's true. And I do it at work all the time, mm. which is fun. Uh, so the door to Marty's car opens and somebody grabs him and he thinks it's George. Great in scenario, but of course, no, it's Biff. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, because George got distracted by his sick dance moves. Oh yeah, yeah he did, and so he's late. He, to, it's like, oh man, late. yeah. And hopefully, so, hopefully, my son's not getting to second base with my future wife. <laughs> so there's some weird stuff going on in this movie. Uh, so Biff's Biff's boys, one of whom may or may not be Billy Zane, uh, we're still trying to place exactly where he was in the movie. Right, we yeah. did see his name in the credits. Yeah, uh, throws oh, him. Billy Zane throws him uh, uh, they throw him in the back of a, in the trunk of a car mm-hmm. uh, specifically Marvin Barry's car right uh, right before they call someone a spook oh, really racist oh yeah. yeah which I love though they call that one guy and then and then they all get out of the all, car the whole band gets out of the car <laughs> and they're like you want to say that again they're like uh, we don't want any trouble with you reefer addicts they say which I love that yeah that was pretty good too yeah yeah because that would be a very 1950s view and that once again yeah. new reefer addicts um they're smoking reefer. Um, that's, there's a there's a word that's just gone away. Oh yeah, nobody throws that around. Guys, let's bring it back. <laughs> let's bring reefer back. Mm-hmm. But it's like a positive thing. Yeah, we're, ta- we're, we're taking, taking it back. The, we're taking the word. We're gonna back. take it back. It's our taking word. <laughs> hey man, that is our word. Uh, <laughs> uh, so th- this is where Biff is full on attempting to rape Lorraine. Yeah, like this is him yes, at his is... weirdest, grossest, darkest mm. point. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like, like really. It's really uncomfortable. This is probably the scene he was most uncomfortable I, filming. I would, I would assume. I would yeah. be so uncomfortable yeah, if I were him. Absolutely. that would not be comfortable. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Um, but it also makes me think later when we see him in the future, and this is that timeline, he, the, the idea that they would ever want to see him again, no matter what the context, like she would be like, that guy tried to rape me. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily mm. what happened, though. Yeah, that is. Well. Because it's because that happened that the timeline changed. Because he stood up to him and oh him in yeah the face. yeah right sorry I was thinking of the, the first timeline yes the second timeline yeah he so, should not be so anywhere near that her timeline. attempted rapist is uh, uh like working for them it seems right like. yeah and like just walks into the house yeah you know what I mean? it yeah. brings them their mail yeah they're they're yeah. basically assuming once you punch him in the face and assert uh, that's it that, that, that then he he. He's no longer alpha male. It right. Just, never which, again. Which, like, it could, I mean, possibly could be the case over the, we don't really know what happened in the intervening years, but I don't see how she could ever let the, the attempted rape slide no. and ever be around that guy. Unless she went with my suggestion, which, which was chop his penis off. Yeah. I mean, she in which case, done that. I would love to see that person every day to remind them that I did that. <laughs> to be, to I be, took that away from you. To be fair. And the I the way take he was away walking, more. To, the way he was walking around kind of made me think that maybe that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it would very, be great. He's like groveling and like, yes, sir. So, no. so we, George and, and, and Lorraine go into the dance together, but unfortunately, uh, Marvin Berry uh, cut his hand, yeah. freeing Marty from the trunk, mm-hmm. so they can't play the music. Oh, no, and then they can't kiss at the dance. Yeah. 
then the thing, the picture continues to fade. All the things happen. But they yeah, said, well, unless you know somebody who can play guitar. Well, earlier in the movie, we saw that Marty mm-hmm. could play guitar. And uh, he's he's playing guitar. And uh, is this when they're, they're playing Earth Angel at this yeah. point, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, very 50s. And like another douchebag comes up. Yeah. It's like, how many douchebags are in this town? And he's not even like, he's probably the same stature as George. He's yeah. like, out of the way, McFly. And she's yeah. like, dude, who the fuck are like, you? And then George has this real debate because for a second, George is like, he doesn't, well, he doesn't oh, think well. twice about punching uh, uh, Biff in the face. Well, Biff, but this guy, that's a bit more extreme. I mean, Biff was going to break his true. arm and then he pushed Lorraine to the ground. Well, I mean, like, uh, but this guy, and then, yeah, I like George is just like, oh, well, I guess that's the end of that then. So. And he's like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, and I punched out a rapist. Yeah, especially because Lorraine was like, are you going to kiss me? And he's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And it's like... That's the thing. If, if a girl asks you if you're, going, if you're going to kiss her, that probably means you should just stop talking. Well, that's also one of the things, too, where like any kind of... I mean, because yeah, let, let's say I'm not exactly a, a smooth, confident guy in that field, but if... If that so, happened, there would be that, that would eliminate any kind of like exactly. worry about that. Like, oh, great! Oh, I don't that, have to worry about that this anymore. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask Michael. He's like the least smooth person. That's true. I'm aware of this. First We're, time he kissed me, it was not smooth in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because no. up up until the point, I'm like, this could go horribly wrong, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what was playing in my yep. head. Because the, I mean, the, the, the once again know. to sort of dig into our own psyches here a little bit. The I, only I don't want to be Biff. The only image you see is is her going like, oh, yeah. No matter really, no matter what. And yeah. That's, and oh, that's, absolutely. That's yeah. what that's what I see. Yeah. 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 That's it. This is. I mean, I do make that. I, I our, do do that now. Our, uh, well, yeah. Now you, we to have every, you have every reason to now. Yeah. Uh, I know better now. But yeah, we yeah we'll, we'll save we'll save our our battle of neuroses for yeah you know. for for our, uh, <laughs> next podcast <laughs> for our next podcast. They're like. Yeah, bring in a therapist. Mm-hmm. Record the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, uh, but My so demons. so because of this, Marty starts to fade away. Yeah. So then um, he can't play guitar anymore. Can't play no. guitar. But the largest tragedy. George does, microphone. of course, then realize and, and and asserts that no, absolutely, get away from her. Yes. And uh, and then they do kiss, and then, then he's like, "Oh wait, that guy is not bigger than me. I could <laughs> right. just do this." Yeah. This is much less scary than fighting Biff. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which he knocks him out in one punch. Which I know. Is yes, he does. Quite impressive. Yeah. I feel. I, I like the way it's shot too. It's almost like all the rage had been building up the whole movie, mm-hmm. and he just unleashes it in a punch, and Gotta and sends careful, him to the man. ground. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's uh, got their breaking point. Yeah, definitely. Keep that uh, in mind, Michael. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find mine soon. <laughs> um. So. Uh, then 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 they finish the song. Everything's all right, and then they're like, "Hey, why don't we play another one?" And he's like, "Um." Okay, and then he plays Johnny Be Good, uh, which people seem to be into until Marty takes it on himself to do a kick-ass guitar a solo, Van Halen style solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then everyone's just looking at him. It's like, what I feel this? like there should have been because he's crickets. like he's like like jumping around and like he kicked his amp over. But this he... is also where Marty invents rock and roll. Yes, yeah, uh, because Marvin Berry just happens to be the cousin of Chuck Berry, uh, and. And so, he calls him up while he's and he, playing. And he says, you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Yeah. And it's Johnny Be Good, which would, of course, become a Chuck I, Berry I've hit. I've never uh, had this thought before, but there's something kind of subversive about taking the invention of rock and roll away from 
from African American well, people. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yes and no. I mean, in, in the idea that in the idea that like, Marty heard Chuck Berry do it. Yeah. So it's yeah, he still, got it from Chuck. Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but Chuck gave that's true, it back that's true. to Chuck Berry. So it it, it really wouldn't change anything. Right, like, nobody yeah. would know that Marty. Yeah. And it's so it's just kind of funny. There, I don't yeah, know. there is something there. But, yeah. But yeah, Marty Marty basically invents skateboarding and rock and roll yes. in this movie. Um, and uh, and so then he finishes that song. They they don't care for that particularly. It was oh. he say, I guess you guys aren't ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. Yeah. Uh, which is good stuff. And then Lorraine's like, yeah, I'm going to be with George now. He's like, great. Great. <laughs> I have to go. And he goes, yeah, I love his whole line though. He's like, but if you ever, if you ever have kids and one of them, when they're eight years old, accidentally lights the living room carpet on fire, take it easy on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course we get the Marty. What a nice name. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know what she's implying there. <laughs> no idea what that. Yeah, is. I, I, but the, here's the thing. Language. Like, like right so <laughs> then, like that. That that's like one climax of this movie. It's really kind of has two climaxes. Yeah. There's that whole thing. And it's like, oh, but Marty still has to get back to kind the future. Of almost have, has three climaxes because then he gets back, and then there's still the um, the, the, Libyans. the Libyans. Yes, yeah. that's right. This yeah. movie, yeah. This just is where keeps going. This is where you, the you tension see now was. Why I was so stressed. Right, out I was going to say this is where this is where the stress was was coming. Yeah, this is where it really starts this because is Doc is is uh, hooking up a, a electric or like an electric pole uh, to hit the lightning, and then he has to hit the the, the whatever the string they've the thing they've strung up between yeah, the wire. The, yeah, the wire uh, at exact exactly at eighty eight miles an hour, so it can the lightning. I mean, everything has to be timed exactly. Meanwhile, Marty's trying to warn Doc that he's going to get killed in the mm-hmm. future by Libyans. Yeah. And, uh, but Doc says, I don't want to know anything about the future. Um, and then we get this never, it almost seemingly never ending sequence of plugs being pulled out. And- oh my God. Like literally everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It's like mm-hmm. now there's a tree that fell down, pulling the cord out. Now I have to go and climb up here. Oh my God. For the some ledge reason, this, is- bu- this building is not greatly They're built. Not and to the code. Ledge is- I'm surprised it lasted the 30 years to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and just, then, oh God. yeah, and then, and then the just DeLorean won't start mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, this, this, this stuff gets intense here. <laughs> and, uh, of course they do finally get, uh, he gives Doc a letter. Yeah. Uh, the Doc tears Doc up tears that up, says, yeah. you know, Hey, uh, you're going to get shot yeah, by some Libyans. Maybe do something about that. Yeah. Uh, do something to avert that terrible disaster. I think he says something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the, I mean, really, the key relationship in this movie is Doc and Marty. Absolutely, yeah. uh, and that just friendship. That it's just never explained how they met. How they met? Yeah, like, is yeah, that is that, that is an interesting thing. And I don't think the, I ever even thought about it really. I, I a couple times it's kind of hit me, and then but then I, I kind of pass over it because you, like, you see mean, you see the bond they yeah, have. You know, it's, um, you don't need to explain everything. And then throughout, I mean, throughout the franchise, that continues to be the sort of the central thing mm-hmm. is Doc Brown and Marty. Um, and into the animated series as well, right? Um, that everybody has seen. I, I swear, oh, other people Morty? know about this. Yeah, like, there is to certain Rick and Morty kind of is Back to the Future a bit. I've only seen one episode. And it was when they go into a dead guy. Yeah, but that shows de- that show is definitely inspired by this. Yeah, that show is weird. That show is really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so Marty is finally able to. They they finally get everything. Uh, you were a little concerned for Doc Brown when the lightning went through him. As he hooked the two. Yeah, because he was fine, mm-hmm. which was great, but I was confused. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he would, like, just plug it he, in and then he, it just let And, like, go. let it go. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, literally, like, his hands like, came off of it yeah, and, and then, then fell backwards. Yeah. So, he, you know, uh, he knew that it was coming through and he had to get... And like, he's quite excited 
when Marty, having sent Marty back oh, yeah. to the future, hence the like, title. That, it's like ultimate we get a, confirmation. We do get a line drop work. of the title that's pretty great. We are yeah. sending you back to the future. Points right at the camera. Yeah. Yeah, that, yep. was, that was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that was in the trailer. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and so Marty, uh, and, and did you see the, the, the marquee of the movie? The, the, the theater is at the end of the street. It's called The Atomic Kid. Mm, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a clever thing. Um, so he comes back, but he he purposely came back uh, minutes, minutes before, early, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, before, but yeah. the DeLorean broke down, of course, because it's so unreliable. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of crap. But he's able to run to the mall just as Doc is being shot by the Libyans, and mm-hmm. he sees himself drive back in time. Which you you do you remember the second movie? Because the second movie gets nuts with this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I remember it. Uh, yeah, I remember um, it. the second movie is all about crossing your own timeline. Yeah, um, it's like the third Harry Potter movie. Yep, but yeah, yep. it de- actually yeah, definitely actually, is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, I'm a time turner. <laughs> and then uh, uh, let's see what. Oh, yeah. So he sees Doc get shot, and he's like, mm. "No, I didn't save him." But Doc's wearing a bulletproof vest, of course, because he taped it's that revealed that he read it. it. Yeah, yeah. Curious. And I love the whole thing about like, what about like? Uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I'm sure there's repercussions. Let's not deal because with that. here, as we get into the end of this movie, the end of this movie is really interesting for a time travel movie, which is. Time travel movies are all about the dangerous consequences of changing the past, or yeah. they frequently are, right? Um, everything kind of works out. It just, he he, it he just radically changes the present all for the better. Yeah. Because uh, he comes home, I mean, the house is nicer. He, yeah, because he taught his dad the, the important lesson of standing up for what's And I love that his mm-hmm. parents are very, like, in, in this version, are very, like, yuppie 80s people. They're, you know, they're in there. And they're, like, totally okay with, like, him going to the lake with, mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. And they think what a nice girl yeah. his mother says she is. His yeah, brother really doesn't like... work at a fast food restaurant now. He works at uh, some kind of some business. Sort of business. I don't, you know, I always wore a fashion suit. sense is still terrible. But, but now she's got numerous guys. Yes. Now she's, she's juggling got, boyfriends. She's juggling boyfriends, which uh, which I support. Is... <laughs> is that you support that? Yeah. Okay. As someone who, who also does, does that. Who does that? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> so, uh, and then, Hi, honey. and then he's got the, uh, he's got the four by four. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, still, he's got Jennifer mm-hmm. and everything is great. And, and he's, but apparently and, and they Biff, need their children or just Biff is, uh, a Biff is, is like a servant guy or something. He has a, he has an auto repair shop and he's waxing the car is, oh, okay, Mr. McFly. Um, I don't know what happened to Biff. Uh, <laughs> he like started losing his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks a lot he worse looks too. Terrible. I mean, he yeah. didn't look that great in the other timeline, but he he looks really he bad. Okay. Yeah. But but his like, hair reminded me more of Donald Trump in the yeah in the beginning of the movie. yeah yeah yeah. And here it's just like very and here much. it's like what Donald Trump would actually look like. Yeah, if he did wig. wear the horrid toupee. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, was it, oh so yeah, and then his dad has has used has uh, used his experiences there with the space alien to write a sci-fi novel. Yep, um, which is what he had wanted to do. So I guess like he went back and sort of fixed his parents to a certain yeah. extent, or, or like got to remind I mean, them. I assume that that's. I mean, once you see how miserable they are, I was like, okay, well, when he comes back, they're going to be a lot happier. Right. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, everything's fine until Doc Brown shows up from the future and says... Uh, the DeLorean is, run, is now eco-friendly. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It runs, it runs, on, runs a mis- on garbage. And it runs on a... Uh, it has a Mr. Fusion, which I like instead of Mr. Coffee. It's a Mr. Fusion, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, and he's and able to... a hover car. Yes. Sweet. Which is one of the most famous lines from this mm-hmm. movie, of course, is, well, you better back up, Doc. We don't, uh, we don't have enough road to get up to 88. And he's saying, roads, where we're going... We don't need roads. And then they fly right at the camera, and it takes us to Huey Lewis in the News singing Back in Time mm-hmm. as the credits roll. 
And that's Back to the Future. That is Back to the Future. And, of course, there are two more Back to the Future movies. Yeah. So the second one then takes place... In the future. 30 years from... It takes place in the year 2015. 15. So, oh. like, now. Yes. <laughs> I was, like, thinking that. I was, like, they're going 30 years into the future. My brother was born in 1985. He's 30 years old. They would be... They're here. This they're year. Here this now. is the year... It, it, it's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's their very take on, on 2015. Uh, yeah. The second movie is. I am curious to see what their take on 2015 The second is. movie is very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. not at all the kind of movie you would think it is. No. Because the. Cause it's considerably darker. Yes. Well, yeah, because yes. they're going because they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. Are their kids like little shits or something? Well, I like he says that. What happened to us, Doc? Did we become assholes? No, no, you guys are great. But your kids, right? It's your kids, Marty. Um, we gotta, we gotta do something with. Obviously, we gotta address that situation. And uh, uh, th- oh, this is what I mentioned earlier. Donovan, uh, who's been on this show and he's mm-hmm. also on panel on panels. Uh, we, so this movie's called Back to the Future. He says because the other ones are called Back to the Future Parts Two and Three. Mm-hmm. The uh, and there are two part story, like two ends on a cliffhanger that carries into three. But um, Donovan wants them to be called Back to the Future, Back from the Future, mm-hmm. and Back to the Past. Is his ideas for what they yeah, should be that, called. Yeah, that would make more that'd sense. Be, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah. That's, okay that's his, that's his, he's pitched that to me so many times yeah. about how they dropped the ball. By <laughs> I don't know about it. that. Yeah. Missed opportunity. This franchise made a lot of money, yeah. so I think they're probably okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody except for a couple cast members come back. Uh, Crispin Glover. Not returning because he demanded to be paid as much as Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. Oh, well, clearly that was... <laughs> he said it wasn't fair that they got paid more than everybody else. Which They're one? also in the movie way Which more? Is... Uh, George, the father. Oh, okay. Crispin Glover. They're also in the movie a lot more. And so, then you know. uh, Jennifer is not in it as well. She's replaced by... I mean, she's played by a different actress. Oh. oh. Because yeah. that actress didn't want to come back for whatever reason. Yeah. Money. <laughs> Who needs it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure she would have got more money, but you're raising your hand that I you need, need some money. Yeah, I actually, need. I do. Well, too. there you go. Yeah, That'd be great. No, there's a lot of money in playing uh, Marty McFly's girlfriend. I guess Robert Zemeckis. Uh, I will play Marty McFly's girlfriend. Uh, if <laughs> you make the, another Back to the Future, movie. Back to the Future Part I would Four, be far more convincing. And there have been rumors I'm, over the years about a Back to the Future Part Four here and there. Yeah, um, I don't really know what it would be. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. Like this, the series is fine the mm-hmm. way it is. I mean, if the, if, if I, I really I really like how it ends. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff because then we do. As we said, we get to we also yeah. get to see Michael J. Fox play numerous roles in the sequels. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, you get to see him play his future self as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 his distant ancestor, and you yeah. can see him play his own children. Too. Yeah, he plays his own children. Yeah, he's That's all weird. the McFlys in that. He's all the yeah. I, I <laughs> and he gets that. and he gets to play. Uh, is it looks like Seamus McFly, the Irish immigrant? <laughs> oh, the doll. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, and we get to see Biff's ancestor, who is an evil outlaw in that as well. Uh, it's it's fun. They're I, fun I really I really like the third movie. The third movie is great. Yeah. The second movie, you know, it's okay. Yeah. But the third one is it's, so much it's fun. It's pretty great. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, especially the old west setting and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, is there anything like Wild Wild West? No, no. It's not like Wild Wild West. Uh, there's no mechanical spiders in it. That's uh, prob- probably lost me. I know. I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think uh, I think then that is uh. That is, that is it for Back to the Future. Is there anything else you guys want to say about it or any other reactions you have? Hmm. No, but the more I think about it, the more I think it's successful that it's Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. as the as Marty McFly 
aside from acting mm-hmm. capabilities, to have a smaller dude be the one that's standing up to the giant dude. I think mm-hmm. that, and I think there's something like about David that. and Goliath kind of. Yeah, kind of I think that. Well, and I think that's probably one of the reasons and that works because his dad, who's not small but meek, yeah, he can see that this short little dude, the smaller guy, is, is taking on this giant dude. Yeah, yeah. and also dude, just like get your shit together, you can do it too. Yeah, from like a pop culture standpoint, there for me, like seeing this movie as a kid to see a cool guy who wasn't like a big guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, not like your typical like manly stereotype. Right, to see, nice. to see that. Like we don't see as much of that nowadays, although no, like it depends on what... It does like, depend on that, but I um, feel like a lot of the 80s movies were that, because I think back on like all the kind of characters I really looked up to as a kid, it was like... Ferris it was Bueller. Ferris Bueller, uh, Michael J. Fox in this, mm. uh, Bill Murray in Ghostbusters. Yeah. These yeah. guys who like were right. were like clever. Yeah, it's not it's not about like being... In great shape necessarily. Right. It's just about being smart and funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Guys. Although you should still eat your vegetables. You should. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Do that. Be though. healthy, but you don't have to look like uh, Chris Hemsworth. Right. Although, if you do, you maybe have let an me know. Yeah. <laughs> Those who look like Chris Hemsworth. I, I'm I'm working on it right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're working on transforming yourself. Yeah. Into I'm, I'm about. I'm I'm a few weeks away. I think from being a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah just yeah, in a absolutely. couple weeks. Yeah. You'll be indistinguishable. We've from already one discussed another. this. You just need to be Ant Man. I just need to be. Ant-Man. I mean, you already were Ant Man. You just need to get back into shape for Ant Man. Back back into Ant Man shape. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> back into Ant Man shape. This is great for the listeners who have no idea what I look like. Nope. Sure. I just I I would love to see if 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 you want to please send in drawings of what you think Michael Lisman looks like. Please. Yeah. That would be Based amazing. Based on what oh we've talked God. about, I've talked about what <laughs> I look like. I would love to see what those drawings look like. Uh, yeah. So please send those. We are uh, we do have an email address, which is seenthatpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. um, Be as all... kind or cruel as you'd like. Yeah. Look at my nose right. We Look are, at my uh... nose right. <laughs> now they're just being cruel. Uh, and then we are also on Twitter at seenthatpod as well. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you can and you may already be doing this, but uh, you can download and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, and please rate and review us on there as well. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I think that does it for this episode. If you haven't seen that, Maggie, you have now seen Back to the Future, and you're a better person for it. Yep, I guarantee you'll be on the show again. Probably, I still uh, haven't seen Top Gun, so well, there's oh, that's going to be such. A I good was going to say, there's there's the, there is the tease for the your, your return to the show because Top that will gun. definitely be watching the movie Top Gun. Excited for the volleyball montage. <laughs> That's about the only thing I'm excited for. Okay. All I right. I don't know if I'm going to like this movie. So. We'll see. Well, it's entertaining. You'll mm-hmm. find it entertaining. I'm sure yeah. um, I will find entertaining. <laughs> cool. So, uh, if you haven't seen that, I've been John Campbell, and we'll see you next week. Huzzah. <laughs>